Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to Silk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League show. This is episode 25 of season 21-22. Tonight I'm joined by Jamie, Graham, uh, Gibbs and Roger. And our guests this week are the best vets team in Greenwich playing Sunday League football, the Greenwich Challenge Vets from uh, Westford's Division 8. Um, first up tonight is Jamie. Jamie, this section is going to be super quick. How are you doing? We're going to have to drag this out a little bit. All right. We'll, we'll do our best then. Uh, that's it. <laughs> See you on yeah, the other side. Cheers. <laughs> right. So the senior division, uh, some games did go ahead. Only one of the planned fixtures in the senior. And that was a, a, a battle of the basement boys today. Blendon played Farnborough Old Boys. Jamie, 4-2 to Farnborough. A massive point. A massive three points, should I say, for the boys. Um, that sucks Blendon straight into um, that relegation battle now. There was a bit of breathing space, but it's not there anymore. Yeah, that, that must have felt nice for the Farnborough boys. Um, Blendon picked up a couple of points here and there, just keeping their noses in front. But yeah, you're right, that's it's wide open now at the bottom. That is going to be as interesting as the battle at the top of the division. We always look to look through the tables, not just at the top boys. And yeah, some some fascinating games to come uh, between Blendon, Kamazi um, and Farnborough old boys over the rest of the season. We think those, I think they're probably the three candidates for relegation, Jamie. Yeah, I think you're right. And I'm, I'm guessing those teams would probably need to admit that as well. Um, but it's all in their own hands. So, you know, if Farnborough can go on and res- uh, run the results now after that, then they'll put themselves in a good position to stay up. But, um, that's the key, I guess. When you're when you're down da- when you're down the bottom there, with putting those two or three wins together can turn your season around, and and that is exactly what uh, the boys will be looking to do. There's no easy games, or that's the thing. No easy games whatsoever in the OBDSFL senior. Uh, so let's scan through the games in the Prem Division. Uh, a couple of games survived. Um, LSC Giants losing 3-2 to Beckenham Rovers. They're sick of winning, absolutely sick to death of winning. Um, but a kind donation I saw on social media from the Beckenham Rovers boys um, towards the LSC Giants player who sadly passed away recently. Um, a fit in touch from Beckenham Rovers. And they do seem like a real good bunch of blokes. So um, top notch from Beckenham Rovers and the three points. Um, sounds like a good game was had. Yeah, it sounds like they showed their class on and off the pitch there, haven't they? Um, yeah. But yeah, a, a great result for them. Um, LSE Giants haven't been having a particularly good season, but a difficult side to play against. So yeah, good win for Beckham and obviously a nice touch afterwards. Yeah, well done, boys, again. Uh, MSL, their sl- sort of slippery slope of, of a season has, has continued. They were unbeaten for most of the season. And right now they've got a couple of losses on the, uh, on the table. Elmstead, <clears throat> we know what a good team they can be on their day. Uh, turn them over 4-3. Uh, amazing uh, scorelines today. Lots of goals for and against in both ways. Um, the rain uh, and wind obviously playing its part in these games. But Jamie, MSL looked like they were going to be that team that when they caught up on these games in hand, uh, were going to be amongst it. But they're starting to lose now. 
Yeah, I don't know what's happened there. Maybe just they got lucky. Maybe those early games had a good run of games, perhaps, uh, that favoured them in terms of playing teams that might have been struggling. Um, but I mean, the wins have got on the board and points have got on the board. You should see them kind of safe. But um, yeah, I don't think they were too worried with, with a couple of losses, but they need to address it quite pretty soon. I guess there, when they saw the unbeaten start, they were looking at, oh, can we do this? And maybe they'll have to reassess that now. I don't know how many games they've got in hand without looking at the table. But um, but yeah, maybe they've reassessed their aspirations for the season now, um, or maybe not. Uh, in Division 1, uh, a big result for the Bexley United boys. They travelled to X-Blues, Craven and won 5-1. I know Dean last week said that their performances of late have looked more like the old Bexley, the, the, the performances he expected. And it looks like they're starting to get the results to match the performances now. Definitely. I mean, I would say new and improved. Um, I don't remember them tonking many teams 5-1. No. Um, and that solid 3-0 last week, wasn't it? So um, whatever he's done, whoever he's brought in, clearly it's working. So um, good on them. They deserve that after a really kind of tough start to the season. Yeah, it's been a topsy-turvy few seasons for Bexley United. And I guess... Um, they're starting to um, arrest that halt now. It looked like they a sli- it look could be a slippery slope for them down into uh, Division Two. But with these results starting to turn, um, they're starting to look like that team that we expect them to be in Division One. And uh, good, yeah, as you say, good luck to them. Uh, Kawuya and Club Langley played in Division One, uh, and Club Langley won one nil. Kawuya, one of those new teams who looked like they were uh, going to be amongst it for most of the seasons, just starting to lose a few games themselves now. So Club Langley, Jamie, uh, a 1-0 win for them. Uh, again, they're arresting that sort of slippery feeling where it looked like they were going to dip into Division 2. Yeah, they started really poor um, in the season. And then all of a sudden, a few weeks ago, they found themselves fourth, which was a real surprise, but a, a great result from there. Um, could we, yeah, obviously, we thought could be challenging. Um, it's not quite turned out like that, but they've still had some good results. So any away win, especially for the, the Langley boys, will be well received. Yeah, good three points for them. Uh, and Kouria still finding their feet really in the division. Uh, in Division 2, the best division in the OBD SFL, has to be said, Broccoli uh, lose 5-1 to Manorwood. Manorwood back to big winning ways, as we saw at the beginning of the season. Um Chislast lose 6-2 to Blase Ballers. And Jamie, we're a bit upset about this because it's cocked, up our, it's, it's cocked up our results of the week. But I think I'm going to take it down. And But just the Blase Ballers result, I think 6-2 against Chislast, who have been on fire in the last month, a cup win in the week that I refereed. That was a superb game. Um, and good wins in, in Division 2. I think that goes down as a result of the week anyway for Blase Ballers. Yeah, considering they've put six by them uh, after a kind of little patchy running form for Blase yeah, it would probably have been in there anyway but I mean do these guys not know if they're at home or away when they type in a result it's not difficult but um, yeah so that uh, we'll keep it in there but again fair play to Manor Wood obviously um, that would have been on 4G done it done it Footscray um, Broccoli played down there don't they so putting up a good win Manor Wood as well just to keep themselves in that top three it was a big win that for Manorwood with Blase Ballers uh, winning as well. They need to maintain that promotion push or that title hope that they that they may have, uh, and we'll find out in a second that it's a big a big result in the title chasing div two. DC Football United get a win on the board, a massive win for them. As we've said many a time, we can't see 
necessarily why they are bottom of the table. They do have all the ingredients to be a decent team in Div 2. They put three past Westrom. Um, Westrom got two back, Jamie, but DC Football finally win. Yeah, that'll feel good for them. After all the weeks, you're just narrowly missing out um, on wins and, and perhaps even draws that they felt they deserve. So, yeah, fair play to them. They've, they've got a win on the board there. Um, I think it's, it's shown that you were... Chiselhurst resurgence. We got a couple of decent results recently. DC winning um, division, although points wise at the minute it's not very close in terms of top to bottom. But anyone can beat anyone at the moment, which is good for the excitement. Absolutely, it's a very good division. Uh, Capitalised by this last one, Alberton uh, losing to Greenwich Mariners uh, the other week, um, and they beat New Beckenham this week. Jamie, um, Alberton <laughs> on, on the on their day, Alpington are a real good side, and we say it most weeks yep. that they they can turn anyone over in that division, and they can also have a have a slip up, or or the Greenwich Mariners can turn anyone over on, on their day. That's what we should have said. <laughs> uh, but yeah, one nil to Alpington. That's a massive result for that title run. Huge play again. Doesn't seem anyone wants to go and win it. Um, New Beckham had lost, beat us last week, and then they've lost again. Um, so not the best of form for them, you've got to say. Um, but Orpington, I think when we beat them, it was their first loss for a long time, I think maybe since November. Yeah. Um, so they've obviously got a good side and um, yeah, they'll be delighted with that win. Absolutely. It's a good win for Orpington. Well done. A new Beckenham left to rue some sort of, what's the word? They're inconsistent uh, season so far. They look like they were going to be uh, rolling, uh, walking the, 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 the division with some of the firepower that they've got. Um, to choose from in that squad. But yeah, just, just falling off a little bit with the consistency. They need to get that back if they want to win the division. In Division 3, Ellis Athletic and Belmont Athletic drew 1-0. Um, a point shared, probably pleased. Both teams um, both teams have been decent on their day this season. A 1-0 draw, um, probably a pleasing result for both. Uh, FC Deptford lose 3-0 uh, to Tudor Sports Rangers. Uh, not a customary Massive loss, Jamie, for Deptford, uh, but Tudor Sports Rangers will be pleased with those three points. They've been few and far between take after, since their double jump. Yeah, so it's just, for the end of the day, for them, it's three points. And for Deptford, it's uh, not too heavy a loss. So I don't want to say both teams will be happy, but you can see where both will get the positives from. Yeah. Um, a big result in the Division 3 title run. Um, Hayden Youth Reserves uh, holding Hatch and Beck and the Manor to a nil-nil draw. Um, guest predictor John White saying that the Hayden Youth Boys celebrated as though they'd won the title. I wonder if that would have anything to do with the video that was put out for the previous game. Maybe because it was their first <laughs> team that they beat that Hatch and Beckenham beat, wasn't it? Or was it? No. No, no, it, no, it, no. They beat them heavily, didn't they? After yeah, last year it. they were close to but, um, And they, they clipped that they clipped the old guy, didn't they, saying, Come on, right. Hayden, they put in all their other videos now. So. I think that's because Hayden beat Wish the week before, didn't they? But um right. yeah, right. but it's um yeah, a surprising result, uh, to be honest. Touch and Bickler Manor scored a lot of goals, ten to win games. Hayden scored a lot of goals themselves. So um I tend to say boring when it's an L now, but I'm sure that was actually a decent game and we well kind of fought contest I'm sure it was a good it had the potential to be a good game definitely but at Hall Place today I've no doubt that played a part in, in this game uh, not being nil-nil put it that way but yeah uh, uh, an un- a surprising result perhaps in Beckham and they've got plenty of league games to catch up on though so um, they might not be too upset at, at one draw in Div 4 
Uh, more games in, yeah, in Div 4. Lesser Christchurch get a point. Two all against Broccoli Reserves. Fantastic point for Lesser Christchurch against a good Division 4 side, Broccoli Reserves. Jamie, maybe they are in the right division. No, they're not. This is the start of the title push for Div 5 for next season. Uh, more games in Div 4. East Wickham Wanderers 1, Hawksbrook Wanderers 3. Hawksbrook with a valuable uh, three points um, against strugglers East Wickham Wanderers uh, into Division 5. Jamie, they're back. Um, Benhurst 1, FC Peak nil. That's um, more like, gee, we had that word with them and they've took it on board and they're starting to produce again. FC Peak saying on their social media, Jamie, they had all the ball, 80% possession. Um, I don't know if they if that's accurate, but they had all the ball. Uh, but Benhurst coming out, 1-0 winners on a terrible pitch. But you take it, Benhurst have been in in a in a bad run of form, so any any points you can get to halt that, um, Benos will be pleased. Absolutely. I mean, if FC Peak had all the ball, then they shouldn't have scored their own goal, then should they? <laughs> Maybe they did score an own goal. Who who knows? Uh, Kingsdale win five two against South London Spartans. Proven again, Kingsdale are a top side in Division Five on their day. Uh, Alperton Colts lose two 0 to Hazen Pickhurst. Hazen Pickers not scoring their customary four or five, Jamie. So that goes down as a Colts win for me. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sure the table will reflect that. <laughs> uh, Petswood Roadrunners win 2-1 against Hayes Old Boys. Uh, the SE Derby, SE Lions taking on SE Ballers. The Lions winning 2-1. Jamie, that's all the fixtures for today. Um, sadly, your game was, was postponed. Who was that against? Yeah. It was, we were away at LSU. Lines um, get called off kind of early Saturday afternoon, which is okay. disappointing actually because we had probably the strongest squad that we've had available all season. Um, oh no, so, I know I really thought I was really fancy this effort. I get I win today, but uh, we, we should have that same squad available next week. We got Blase, so um, tough game. Um, I missed the game I missed when I had COVID and we were about a shambles that day, so we need to put on a better showing, but um, yeah. Weather permitting there, yeah. Hopefully, not not too much damage done this week with the with the water. Uh, Jamie, I'll see you on the other side for the games of the week. See ya. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability. Our second section of the Sunday League show this week is Graham. Graham, not. First up, second up, that's not bad, but you did a, you did a premier job this morning oh. of inspecting the pitches for all of your teams. And I must again say what a great job you are doing at the Southern Sunday of looking after your teams. Thanks, Andrew. That's very kind of you to say. Um, yeah, no, it's been a long old day today, but I think well worth it for a couple of reasons, really. I think we've probably stopped probably 400 players, 500 players from travelling to football unnecessarily. I think we've stopped, you know, probably a dozen referees from having to get out of their bed and be put under pressure by teams to play on pitches that we can see clearly are not uh, playable. And of course, you know, we've then kind of protected the pitches uh, a little bit to make sure that they're not completely ruined uh, for next week. I mean, I think we were a bit unfortunate because the storm on Friday, the wind with no rain actually dried them out. But it was the four or five hours sort of deluge on Saturday. I think that's what really killed it. I think so. And, and of course, there's hope um, that the Saturday play, uh, teams that play on these pitches uh, next week 
hopefully we get they're, they're sensible about the pitches as well. I think you could see certainly on a couple of the pitches that I was at once with Common today. I think the first four pitches were clearly unplayable. I reckon teams had bookings on them yesterday. Saw the other pitches free, jumped on them because they were kind of playable and okay. And I think it was pitch five or pitch six, just absolutely like a ploughed field. They were clearly played on yesterday when they shouldn't. Yeah. You know, we've got to work Saturdays and Sundays. We've got to work with each other, guys. You know, we've, we're all uh, we're all in this together. We need to try and work it so that we can all get some football. But yeah, it probably wasn't sensible in that rain. The pitch no. is always going to get ripped up. But no, thanks for your kind words, Andrew. Appreciate it. You know, I don't like to praise you, but I had I, I, <laughs> I, when where I can, I will. Right, the fixtures. Uh, how many postponed fixtures in total today? Oh, I, I've I've lost count. Let's not even put a number. Let's focus on what was played rather than what wasn't yeah. played. I so think, this probably. this section is going to be significantly shorter than usual. Let's put it that way. So no prem games played this week. The Tony Eldridge Championship had the one game, uh, and it was a big one for the um, promotion candidates this week. We know um, Sporting uh, Sporting Continental. Uh, all but promoted. I think they're crowned champions today. Graham, is that right? I've called them virtual champions. Virtual champions. <laughs> They've got a goal difference better than lads. You're with 50 and I'm not sure that uh, there's going to be a 50 goal swing in the next, uh, what, three games. So uh, they are virtual champions. I did leave uh, Hugo a little message congratulating him earlier on today. So uh, he, he's grateful for that. So one point then just to, yeah. just to confirm the title for Sporting Continental. But um, there are promotion places uh, up for grabs to the hallowed um, division to some teams in the Prem. So Lazio played Bath, Old Boys United. Uh, Lazio's uh, seemingly uh, looking uh, like that top team, uh, but Bath, Old Boys have been um, in great form, Graham. They won 1-0 against Lazio and uh, they're really putting the cat amongst the pigeons now, the Bath, Old Boys. Yeah, what a great result that is. And and a clean sheet on that nice big pitch, on that 3G pitch down at the uh, the Aspire. Great result. Um, Lazio have not lost to any other team in that division, only Sporting Continental twice. Yeah. So that just goes to show the magnitude of, of, of how good that is and to keep the clean sheet as well. Great result for Bath. They, really they are a very, very good side on their day. And, uh, you know, we've talked about, you know, the Daras of this world who, who sit in the middle of the table. You know, they might not look like they're going up or down, but they're, they're always going to give you a game. And what was the other team? LMT, I think we were saying the same thing about as well. Yeah. You know, this, I, I love the fact that the teams are keeping it honest. Bath have got nothing to play for. They're not going up. They're not going down. And they keep that honest. And, and fair play to them. Uh, Cosmos would have been very happy with that result as well. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully these uh, Cosmos and Lazio still have games to play because they're, they're really going to be. They do have to play each other, those two. So the, the, the game, this is, this is how interesting it gets, is the game in hand for Cosmos, they win it, they go three points behind. If they then beat Lazio, they go then in front potentially on goal difference on the same points with a couple of games to go. So, yeah, bring Come it on. on. Come on. It's, Sunday, it's going to the on. wire. It's going to the wire. I love it. Brilliant. Uh, in League Two, we had two games this week, uh, both at the top end of the table um, with interest. Uh, Club Football Val battered by AFC yeah. South London 6-1, um, given South London's slight drop-off in form. Uh, we expected this one to be a bit closer, Graham. Club Football Val been going okay themselves, but South London really turning the screw. Uh, and doing a job on on the uh, club football Val boys. 
Yeah, I, you, you would think South London would have won the game because that was what the form book essentially would have told you, even though they've stuttered a little bit uh, lately. I didn't see 6-1. I have to say, I did not see 6-1 coming at all. So fair play to South London under pressure. Um, they've come and dug that result out, haven't they? So, um, yeah, well done to them. Good win. Absolutely. And their their title, uh, their promotion rivals, along with um, Selhurst, is the Wimbledon Wolves. And them. Uh, they also hit their opponents for six this weekend. Graham, 6-2 Wimbledon Wolves winning away at Sporting Crabs. Perhaps not too surprising uh, the the uh, the difference in those two scores. Sporting Crabs um, uh, suffering a little bit this season. Uh, they scored two against a good team in Wimbledon Wolves, but um, yeah, the pressure they're keeping it up on the, the title, the promotion race there is going to be incredible as well. They got they were two 0 up Sporting Crabs in that game. They were oh actually two 0 up, and uh, I think there was a player for Crabs lost to injury, um, and I think Wolves made a couple of. Um, substitutions and I think that seemed to turn it round um, but yeah that could have been a real upset there at 2-0 at to Crabs would have been given that South London result it would have been um, terrible for the Wolves but now we know we, again we move on to another week with this fantastic running yeah uh, no we do just to just touch on how we are in the promotion picture so that's Wolves on 27 South London on 26 and Real Dundonald now on 25 so uh, three horse race very much for that second place they've all played 13 as well so that also is going to go to the wire that race absolutely fantastic no games played in league three this week uh, in league four uh, Magpie recruitment bounced back from cup upset last week against uh, Merton by beating Mortlake 3-2. A team, Graham, they mentioned in their interview as a team they they've, they've had some battles with over the years and um, Magpie Recruitment saying on their social media today that this was one of the toughest games they've had this season, if not the toughest. Um, so that that rivalry lives, lives another day. Well, it, it's funny. I mean, I listened to the Magpie interview. I actually did that game on the first game of the season between the two sides. I refereed that game and it was 1-1. And I have to say, it was as close as anything. And if you were looking at the the sort of projection from the season, you'd have thought on that performance, Mortlake would have been up there or thereabouts. Yeah. I don't know where it's gone wrong. I think Magpie was saying perhaps they've lost a good striker. I think they were saying in the interview, um, and maybe that is the case. But yeah, 3-2, three, three, great effort from the Mortlake lads. Um, they've still got a chance of getting out of relegation, but they are going to need to get some wins on the board. As for Magpie, yeah, they, they needed that, didn't they, after the Cup? Um, upset last week as you say getting back to winning ways as quickly as possible following a defeat a disappointing defeat as well as I said uh, penalty shootouts you can almost you can almost say it's not going to go the Magpie boys way at the moment never never won in a, in a shootout was it seven or six seven out of seven lost wow. now wow. Um, but back to winning ways in the league they'll want to get back they want to win that league title and uh, I think it's the County Cup now for them as well. So plenty. Well, they to wanted play the for. treble. They wanted the treble, so they haven't got that. So uh, yeah, one down, two to go, essentially, if you like. Yeah, I hope that that faux not. It wasn't really a faux pas that they made, but I hope that they that big shout out and, and aspirations for the season, because we recalled ahead of time. I hope that doesn't put other teams off for giving themselves a shouting about themselves and, and celebrating um, their hopes for a brilliant season because. You have to aim for that. You have to. I think aim they to did it everything. in a very modest way. They weren't yeah, arrogant they the way they came across. I mean, it not was a, it was a little bit jovial. But you know what? What's the point in being involved in the game if you're not going to have that aspiration to achieve big things? There's no point in turning up if you don't think you can win, is there? I agree. 
into League Seven. No games played in four in Division uh, Five or Six today at the time of recording uh, in League Seven. Syndicate two, ACT Arantes United three. Syndicate lose again. They're in a really bad run of form. ACT Arantes seem to be picking up. Um, these wins, Graham. I don't know how I've upset them, but they've blocked me on the podcast. I couldn't tag mm. them into the poll today. They made our game of the week, uh, result of the week poll. Um, but a good win for ACT Arantes. Yeah, no, I saw that because we've taken the unusual step this week because there's so many few games. We have hijacked your poll essentially. So I haven't put a poll out for us this week. So I haven't announced a team of the week. It's going to be whoever wins it on your poll. So if they haven't okay. seen that, that's to their own detriment, isn't it? And I don't know. I thought that they might have lost a game 8-2 and that you've upset them. <laughs> but actually, we checked the stats and uh, they, they haven't lost any 8-2. No. So I, I can't... If, if Stephen or someone from Arantes does listen to the podcast, please let us know why that is the case. Yeah. Maybe they've done it in error. I don't know. We're not, we're not easily offended. If we've upset you, we'll say sorry. Same as South London, really. I know we had a little head-to-head about the seller stuff earlier in the season. Just... Unblock us. We'd love to include you in the. Uh, you was included. You was in the game of the week this week, uh, as were um, ACT Arantes. We'd love to tag you and celebrate it if you do win the poll. If you don't fancy it, that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinions and Agreed. their own actions. Agreed. Uh, in League Nine, uh, Larkhall City nil, uh, Rosendale Sports Reserves nil. Um, a treasured point for the Rosendale um, Reserves boys, Graham. Not too many of those this season. Um, against Larkhall, really perhaps a draw quite predictable? Yeah, but bearing in mind one's conceded 28 and one's conceded 53, for that to no come goals. out as 0-0 is incredible. So yeah. do you know what? Well done to defences. And actually that would have been tricky conditions probably over at Battersea Park this afternoon because I know they had a morning game on it as well. So actually for defences to come out on top for where those two are in the table. Do you know what, lads? Well done on the clean sheet and uh, bank the point and move on. Exactly. Uh, in League 10, Masvida 5, Junction League 15, 2, Masvida back to winning ways. Um, a big win for them, 5-2, uh, Graham. Again, perhaps uh, quite easy to predict that, that type of win for Masvida. Yeah, no, I think you would expect them to go out and do that. Um, to, to be honest, bearing in mind where both teams are in the table and you, you look at momentum, um, but you've still got to go out and, and do it. And again, um, you know, they were quite fortunate they got a 3G pitch today, so uh, they, they were able to get their game on. And of course, it puts um, other teams under pressure. I mean, they are right up there or thereabouts now. They are starting to pull away as the other team um, to probably go up with St Andrews. So it uh, be interesting to see whether they do secure that second spot, because I think we all think that uh, St Andrews with the nine wins of nine, they don't look like they're going to be dropping any points any soon. So um, anytime soon. So, yeah, it be interesting to see how that, that finishes. Absolutely. Uh, some cup games got played. The Donovan Thomas Cup was played today. Uh, Northcote Rangers getting beaten 2-1 against Hampton Terriers. Since that loss against um, Harbert Rovers, Graham, Hampton Terriers really did use that as a kick up the bum. They've pushed mm-hmm. themselves on. They're now shouting. They're talking about themselves again on social media very yeah. positively. I like what I'm seeing from the Hampton lads. Yeah, I saw the tweet earlier on, yeah, in another semi-final, you know, we're kind of really up for it. And yeah. Yeah, their debut season in the league, that would have been a tricky tie. I mean, I'd done Northcote earlier on, actually, in the season, in the Lipton Cup against AFC South London. And, you know, they lost 
that game. They were a bit unfortunate. I think they should have taken it to penalties. I think it was 2-1 in the end. And of course, 2-1. I think Northcote, they look like that team where, you know, they put a lot into matches and they're just coming out on the wrong end of narrow defeat. So they'll be a little bit annoyed. But if you look at the context of the placings of the teams, Hampton second in three, mm. Northcote third bottom in four, that's a respectable performance from a Northcote perspective against a team, as you rightly say, since that harbour loss of, of, you know, they've been like a steam train. They've massively turned it round and they're putting the points on the board. So unlucky Northcote, but good to have Hampton in the semi-final. I think they've been a good addition. Absolutely. Have to agree with you there. Uh, in the Ken Bailey again? Cup, again, I know every week now I agree with you on something. It's crazy. It only uh, took about three months, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, in the Ken Bailey Cup, uh, Sellers back to... Uh, Southern Sunday games over a couple of weeks now in in back in in domestic stuff. Uh, Sellers win three two against Q Antigua firsts. A good win Q Antigua in the division above and doing well in the uh, division one. They are aren't they? No Q in the same division as Sellers. Okay, so there's my first mistake of the night. That's fine. <laughs> uh, a good win for Sellers then. So against the team Q Antigua, who we know on the day are a decent side though. Oh, yeah, no, they'll, they'll give anybody a game. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, it was 5-3, I know, in one of the league fixtures. Don't think they've played the other game. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was always going to be close. Um, the result in terms of Sellers coming out on top going through doesn't surprise me. You know, they've you know ripped that division 11 wins from 11. I mean, that, that, that speaks for itself, doesn't it? And, uh, yes, it'll be very, very interesting to see what happens to Sellers probably when they come against one of the League One big boys, your Junction Elites or your London Ravens or your Kudos yeah. in the semi-final. Um, you know, we might have a situation where the semi-final might actually end up being bigger than the final because really, you know, you'd want a Sellers or if you're a neutral, you want a Sellers against a Junction Elite, wouldn't you? Both teams unbeaten in their divisions, top of their tables, both probably going to get promoted. Yeah. That's probably the final that the neutral wants to see. Obviously, being the chair, I'm completely independent and I'm happy of whoever gets to the <laughs> I, And I just want to hold my hands. I got QNT mixed up with kudos there because I was looking at the stats earlier. Uh, and I, I, I had the K in my head. I'm not, I, and so it was a genuine mistake, but I, I, I thought I knew. But you I still was, got it wrong. Still got it wrong. Thanks for putting it out. To that's, that's my pleasure. But at least, do you know what? I've got no problem. If you make a mistake, you've owned it. That's all. We'll just cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's the end of the fixtures, the games of the week this week, as Graham has said, just going with the Silk um, grassroots poll this week because of the lack of games in the uh, league. We do like one to go out regardless, um, but I think there were four standout results this week. Um, Lazio losing 1-0 to Bath Old Boys, quite an easy choice, I think, Graham, on that one. A big result uh, for Bath Old Boys, as you said. Lazio haven't lost to anyone else in the championship, so that's a big three points for the Bath Old Boys Lads, well done. Um, Club Football Val losing 6-1 to uh, AFC South London. Um, again, 6-1. How can you ignore it? Um, Sporting Crabs, 6-2 loss to Wimbledon Wolves. Wimbledon Wolves have been in fantastic form uh, of late. and Another easy pick. And the Syndicate, ACT Arantes, uh, the 3-2 to ACT Arantes. Probably the only one that I'm really going to ask you for a little explanation of. Um, is it because we the other wins that we're looking at perhaps were more expected? Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I think really, you know, I didn't have an awful lot to go on in fairness, but um, for the fact the Rantes were on the um, wrong end of the cup upset last week, 
um, against Peckham. Uh, I was quite interested to see how they would respond essentially this week, you know, because they've not really done that this season. If they've gone into a little bit of a sticky period around is they really have got in, got themselves in a in a little bit of mess. But yeah, to come back and uh, win that 3-2 on what I think, well, in fact, what I know would have been an absolute stinker of a pitch. Um, yeah, fair enough. Well done. Um, yeah, not many games for them left to go. Not really a lot to play for. But again, keeping the division honest, you know, fielding their strongest team, going out there, enjoying their football. And that's what we want to see. Absolutely, a fair, a fair uh, poll this week, definitely. Um, Graham, a fair every week. What yeah, do you mean this week? No, 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 no. But some you, some teams moan, and I don't think there can be much moaning this week. Masvida, we expected them to win handsomely against um, Junction League fifths because of the difference in the table. Magpie again, top of the table. We'd expect them to beat Mortlake um, as much as uh, Francis may have wanted team uh, a result of the week um, vote. Um, on the uh, on the back of their first win back, um, did he? Well, I don't know. He may do. I I didn't see anything on social media. I, I wouldn't expect that he would. I mean, he's top of the league with respect to Mortlake. He's playing against a team that's second bottom of the league. That yeah. I think they've only won two games all season. So uh, I I don't think he would ask for that. To be fair, I don't think he would either. Graham, I'll see you on the other side for the games of the week, and we'll have a little chat about some of the other fixtures next week. Looking forward to it. Cheers, mate. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability. The Quarter Municipal section is next with Roger. Roger, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Andrew. I was just saying off air that I enjoyed my Sunday off yesterday. To be fair, it was uh, it was nice just to do nothing all day. Yeah, we both we both had a Sunday off yesterday. I tried my best to get a game, um, mm. arranged it with the team who told me that they didn't have a referee for their game, only to be told by the referee secretary they've been told they've got a referee, but they didn't know it. So. <laughs> I, saw, I saw on Twitter. <laughs> so that's Sunday League football for you. So yeah, I managed to, have, managed to have the Sunday morning off. And yeah, it was rather nice, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was. Yeah, they have to rush around in the morning, getting everything ready. And it's just nice to just, to just chill out for, for once. Yeah, uh, it was nice. But... Hopefully next week we'll be back at it uh, with the, well, the weather's not looking much better, it has to be said. So hopefully, well, maybe we'll get another Sunday off. Who knows? Into the fixtures or the results, should I say, from the Quota Municipal League, um, Sunday League on uh, the 20th of February. That was yesterday yeah. at the time of recording. The Michael Donovan Premier, uh, we did talk about Addiscombe Casuals needing a strong start um, after their after they beat Sarnestead last week, um, they needed a strong start. They wouldn't have been allowed the same um, time and space they were given by Sarnestead against Chelsham. Uh, Chelsham with a, good, with a good point last week against Spartans. Uh, but Roger, it looks like Addiscombe turned up and played the full 90 uh, at a good level because they beat Chelsham Athletic 8-1 yesterday. And what a result. What a result, what a result that is. I mean, I'm, I, 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 you know, you... you they're a good team and, and they've had some good results and you know you wouldn't have put a win past them but to to to, to put eight past Chelsea and only, only concede one goal is um, they must it must have been a fantastic performance by Casuals um, you know they've got some really good players and and it just shows when when they're on it they are a very good team absolutely I, I could see what a great team they were last um, the other week I don't know if it was last week or the week before um, when they played Sanders did, but yeah, slow first half. Second half, they were fantastic and turned the game around uh, won it and won the second half 4-1 against 
on the day. It has to be said, a decent Chelsham, uh, a decent Sinus did, but yesterday Chelsham seemingly not quite at it, although it was good for their game to be on. You've said the pitch over there at Farley Rovers um, does hold on to the water, so they've done oh. well to get the game on. Yeah. 8-1 to the casuals. And I believe that that result pushes them into second place in the league. Yeah. Um, with uh, not many games to play now. How many games? Five games to play. Um, they're still very much amongst it um, for second place with, with PSG. They've got a lot of football to play, a lot of football to catch up on. Um, but casuals could find themselves um, pushing for runners-up spot this season. Chelsea Athletic, disappointing result for them after a battling point against um, champions-elect uh, Spartans last week. Um, five different scorers for the Addiscombe Casuals boys, uh, namely uh, Robinson, Jay Robinson with a brace and Kieran Rufus with a hat-trick yesterday. Um, yeah, what a good team they are on their day. Just again, proving like with them, along with PSG and, and Addiscombe Casuals, what good couple of teams they are on their day. They will trouble anyone. Just, yeah, that, yeah. just that consistency that has eluded both teams this season. Definitely. In Division One, uh, a little bit sketchy in Division One. Uh, two games awarded um, home and away here on this one. London Warriors given the game against Cobbs and um, Woodside awarded their game against Southside Blues. That's just some admin admin uh, deficiencies with, with either team. Sadly, it sounds like um, people aren't doing their paperwork, Rog. So they're starting to lose games, which is a sensible thing to do. We can't hold the season up anymore because of no, poor admin. Um, you know, I think teams have been given fair warning now. Um, and we're now, what, we're in February and you know, if, if, if you've not got your paperwork up to date and, and fees and stuff, then then we're, we're not at the stage now where we can't afford to to keep, you know, postponing games. It's, it's, no. it's at the stage where games have to be awarded, unfortunately. Agreed. So the whole of the, the Division 1 fixtures awarded due to technical technicalities. Similarly, yeah. in Division 2, the same Dynamo Duppers and KFC both getting a home win awarded to them. Dynamo Duppers were due to play Addiscombe Corinthians uh, and KFC were due to play South London Royals. I think both of those games probably going uh, to form anyway, so yeah. perhaps no surprises there. No one likes to win games of, pay, <clears throat> games of football on paper. Um, but again, uh, note, note to teams, do your admin, get yourself, get your house in order. Uh, and sort yourselves out and play and play football. That's what we're all here to do. Uh, and I'm sure the league do not like taking those types of measures, Rog. But again, no. reiterating, can't can't be holding up the season now. We can't lose any more weeks to to, no, um, no, definitely to admin. Not. And, no, definitely not. And I said the teams have been given fair warning. Um, you know, they, 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 and they've given a warning that this could happen if if they didn't get their house in order. And unfortunately, there are teams that just 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 don't don't listen or don't pay attention or think the rules don't apply to them. These are the easy things to get right for teams. Your admin and all that stuff, they're the easy things to get right. And you and with it, you've only got yourself to blame. Exactly. Um, guys, come on. It's the easy bit. An hour, hour or two hours a week, get your paperwork in order, get your statements all up to date and stuff. Come on. we can. Yep. You can do it. It's a silly mistake. In Division 3, some big games played yesterday mm, in, the in the title race. Uh, first up, we're going to do them reverse order as they appear on Football Me Too. Santola, after being beaten the other week, Rog needed a big win this weekend against Souls. They didn't get it. They drew one all. Um, no. So giving a bit of breathing space to the teams around them. Sorry, Park Rangers and Addington United. We'll get onto them in a minute. But one yeah. all Santola, they slipped up again. 
Yeah, not 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 good enough for them, and I think that's a, you know, it's points dropped uh, over the last few weeks. Um, they're sort of slowly losing grasp on the title race. Um, Souls, you could probably say it's a good result for Souls, seeing as they've they've not been in great form of late and coming up against on paper a good Santola team. So yeah, good result for Souls. Santola, I think it's going to be, um, uh, 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 and they're going to look back on these last few weeks and and, and see all Rudy's opportunities that they've had to, to sort of keep on the coattails of, of the uh, leading two. Yeah, uh, obviously South London Royals Reserves not playing in the league yesterday. So a, a slight reprieve yesterday for Santola, but slipping up every point lost in this t- Division 3 promotion or title race is, is going to be punished um, because um, there are four, three or four teams there really all going all guns blazing for the title. Yep. So um, a big slip up for Santola. Um, Addington United met Surrey Park Rangers at Shirley High School. Um, Addington United, the home team, Rog. We asked if are they going to show up in a big game, and they didn't. Three 0 to Surrey Park Rangers, uh, massive advantage now. Surrey Park Rangers, that's them, well ahead on points and goal difference. Everything's pointing towards the Surrey Park Rangers uh, title this season now. It is, and and, and you know you, you you'd like to think, or you, you know, look at their recent formal formal season, should I say, in the league that that you know that it's unlikely that they're going to slip up now and. Um, yeah, it's a great result for them. As the manager said in the group chat, it was nil-nil at half-time um, and Surrey Park Rangers just came out of the block second half and, and you know really put Addington to the sword. Um, they're another team that's form of late has been a bit indifferent um, and Surrey Park Rangers just just keep keep plodding along, keep getting results um, and I think that result will probably see them over the line now, if I'm honest. It's looking likely. There's a, it's, ten, it's a 10-team league, so an 18-league season. Surrey Park Rangers have got two more games to play. Uh, I'm just looking through the just looking through the uh, the tables very quickly and trying to do some quick maths. Roger, don't think there's much more for Surrey Park Rangers to do to win the title. No, I'm not, I, I'm not sure they've played each other twice yet. Um, so I mean, that may be Addington United's only, only hope. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're looking at the points. You're looking at the, the, the way that Surrey Park Rangers have been in the league this year. It's 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 sort of it's more than likely that they win both their games, um, or you know definitely won't lose them. So it's unfortunate for Addington United, you know, after what, what they've had is such a great season. Um, but Surrey Park Rangers um, have just been the better team this year, um, and you know, eighty-one goals scored, twenty-one goals conceded, twenty-five goals conceded. You know, that's 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 some return for them. We speak to uh, Surrey Park Rangers Dan, I think their goalkeeper from Surrey Park Rangers on the podcast next week. Um, so we'll we'll look forward to that uh, interview. Uh, to me, it looks like uh, Surrey Park Rangers need three, four points, something like that, and it's job done for them in the yep. league. It's still very tight there, but uh, it looks like job nearly done. Well done to Surrey Park Rangers into some senior cup games, or the, these are cup games, the rest of the fixtures. Uh, PSG beating Suns to JFC 3-1 in the quarterfinal of the senior cup. Uh, Morton getting a brace for PSG um, and Simpson for Sinus of JFC getting one. Uh, Rog, this is a sort of result that we expect. We expected really. We know PSG, they, they probably feel like this cup is their their, their last chance of, um, of silverware for the season, uh, of genuine chance for uh, silverware. Uh, they'll be going all guns blazing for this and we expect that that's a good result for the PSG boys. Yeah, really good result um, for them. You know, this, this unfortunately their season, uh, their league season came came to an end abruptly um, due to teams folding. Um, 
And I think um, they might be in the Invitational Cup as well, actually. I think they've got a prelim of that next week. But, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's still, they need games. And, and, and obviously, these are games that they're going to want to keep winning. They want to keep playing some football this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Sun said, looks like they put up a, you know, put a bit of a, bit of a fight. Um, but on the day, PSG, just that, that, that much better. <clears throat> going, going as expected. I know Sinistin have been much improved lately. Uh, Sinistin JFC, should I say, have been much improved lately. Uh, but PSG sitting there at the top of the prem, we would expect them to be more stronger than the, the Sinistin boys. And they proved that they were. Well done to PSG into the next round. In the Intermediate Cup, uh, Croydon United's reward for beating uh, Addington United. Uh, they played these in the, Did they play these in the Intermediate Cup? They did, didn't they? Uh, Possibly, or was it the Invitational Cup that they played? I'm, okay, yeah, I can't remember which one it was now. Croydon um, United definitely beat Addington United in a cup game. Uh, let me just check that quickly because I hate I hate to be wrong. Uh, it might have been late. I'm thinking now. Uh, Addington, Addington. It was a while ago. Croydon United might have been Invitational with it. Uh, oh, got it. I need to do all. Yeah. Here we go. Quad United beat Addington in the Intermediate Cup prelim- preliminary oh, yeah, round. So yeah. so yeah, I was right. I was right. You was. made me doubt. You made me doubt myself there, Rod. <laughs> I've been <laughs> wrong before. <laughs> I've been wrong so often before. That's the problem. So Addington, Quad uh, United. Sorry, reward for beating Addington handsomely in the preliminary round was uh, a, a tough tie against Albo United, um, and Albo scoring ten, conceding three. They won't be pleased with that at all. Um, the Albo boys, but it seems to be a customary uh, big score for them and a few conceded. So it goes along with their story of the season, really. A 10-3 battering uh, for Albo, um, Croydon United uh, on social media. Pretty another humble game, one. Another game that was that was, that was was drawing at half-time. It was 3-3 three, three at half-time in that game. So, um, wow. you know, Croydon can can take some, some, some positives from that. Um, we know how good Albo have been this season. We know they're a good team. Um, you know, so to go in a half-time three-all is is respectable. Is that that's that's they're good for them. Um, they just need to learn. To, I mean, I was going to say learn to play for ninety minutes, but when you play an elbow, I suppose it's going to be a tough game. Um, and they score goals for fun, so yeah, they'll be well, upset. They'll be upset to lose the second half seven-nil. Yeah, uh, obviously. Uh, but Albo do have done that to lots lots of teams in their own division. Uh, yeah. So no disres- no disrespect to Quinton United. They were they were humble and said. What a good team Albo were. Albo mm-hmm. into the next round. No one will want to draw Albo in the next rounds of the Intermediate Cup, that's for sure. Definitely not, no. Um, the London Sunday Challenge Trophy. Sadly, Spartans crash out at the oh. quarterfinal stage, beaten by Hatch Lane 5-1. Um, mm-hmm. Hatch Lane, of course, beating Essie Dons um, in the round before, I believe. Yep. Um, so no harm, no shame in losing to Hatch Lane, but 5-1. Um, just shows Spartans, they've really taken their foot off the pedal since Christmas. They have, they have yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just, this game's, the last few weeks, like I said, they, they've just not not been themselves for whatever reason. And, you know, maybe it's because they've looked at the league and think, you know, that's wrapped up and they've not been able to sort of get back on it. Um, I did see the goalie, Spartans goalie Chris, um, tweeted that, you know, he was very respectful to Hatchlane saying that, you know, they were just very, they were very good though and they they deserved their win. Um, it wasn't like Spartans play bad, it was just Hatch Lane were that good. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, 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 I'm, I'm sure Spartans will be back again next year's season. 
I think that was a semi-final of the of one of the London Cups last year, quarter-final this year. Yeah. So they've got some pedigree now in in, in county cups. Um, yeah, they'll be going all out for the for the what you know the league league title, which it's seemingly wrapped up already. Yeah, they want to get back to that now and get that over the line. They want to halt. They want to halt this sort of slump uh, and get back to uh, winning games and winning game comfortably, like they were before Christmas. Yep. Um, now there are no distractions for the Spartans boys now. Uh, back in domestic stuff uh, with the Quota Municipal. In the Invitational Cup, uh, Bozjam played MMFC uh, at the start of the day yesterday. I believe it was third in the Prem against top of Division 1. Yep. Uh, Bozjam and MMFC drawing one all at the end of 90 minutes or at mm-hmm. the end of play. And then Bozjam taking it on penalties. Um, MMFC, it's been the wait, the longest wait ever for them to get this Division 1 title over the line, Rog. Uh, yeah, but but in every other competition, they seem to uh, have fallen over a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I did make a joke in the group that at least they didn't get knocked out in the first round this time. But to be fair, they didn't even make it to the first round. So, um, yeah, their cup form has been <laughs> has been has been appalling. Um, you know, they they they've had a good season in terms of. I, I think they'll look back on this season and say they had a good year. Um, you know, it looks like they're going to have the you know, league one title. Um, I'll get their hands on that very soon. Um, cup wise, I suppose they'd be disappointed that they've not had a decent cup run. But you know, when if you win the league, everything else is irrelevant, I suppose. Absolutely, yeah. Bosjam move on. Their resurgence continues, and they since Christmas they've really improved and have got some good results. That, that's a good result for Bosjam. It's not been a fantastic year for them, no. uh, but beating MMFC, who would have been up for it yesterday, no two ways about it. On penalties, yep. would feel amazing for them, and they go into the first round. Of the competition, well done to Bozjam. Uh, a big, a big shock in the next game. Fortuneath Rangers, middle of the table, Division Three, just outside the, the pack of promotion candidates. I'd say um, yep. so far this season. Watch beating, uh, losing. Sorry, should I say to Gold Coaching Reserves, who have been the whipping boys uh, more times than not this season, losing multiple games by double figures and more. Uh, Fortuneath Rangers losing four three. The Invitational Cup throws up a massive upset there. Yeah, very much so. I'm, I'm delighted for goal coaching reserves. So um, am I. You know, they have been on the, on the end of some 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 harsh sort of footballing lessons this season. Um, mm. But it just goes to show, if you, if you keep putting the work in and, and you know, keep give, put, putting the effort in, then then results will, will go in your favour at some stage. So, yeah, delighted for them. It's unfortunate for Fortney Frangers. Um, but, um, yeah, couldn't be happier for the goal coaching reserve boys. Yeah, well done. And getting your just with desserts. And that's why the Invitational Cup is started at the end of each season, just to give um, teams like goal coaching a chance to win some games against teams. I mean, they've taken their chance yesterday, a fantastic win. Never would have bet, would have, never would have backed them to beat Fortney Rangers yesterday. Um, so that must have been great. So just to play without pressure in the Invitational Cup uh, and enjoy their day. And well done to the league for putting on this cup. Um, obviously, you put a smile on the gold coach and reserves players' faces yesterday. Two more games in the Invitational Cup. FC 25 played Union in a tight game, tighter than expected. A 5-3 win for FC 25. Union doing themselves uh, lots of favours yesterday with, with that type of result, although they lost again. They've taken yep. a good team all the way yesterday by the sounds of it. Yeah, you know, it's been it's been it's been, it's been an indifferent season for Union. I think they had a, a decent start um, to life in the Croydon League, and 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 since and since I don't know what 
sort of November time. They've sort of fallen away and, and can't really, really get any form going. Um, they've had a couple of decent results along the way, but um, yeah, 25, great result for them, you know, beating the team in, in, the, in, the, in the division above. Um, but we do know on their day, FC 25 can cause, cause teams problems. Um, they'll be delighted to be in, in the hat for round two. Union, like I said, they, they can look back on this season and say it's it's been a it's been a good learning because there's some good results, um, yeah, and, and can start planning for next year's season. I think. Yeah, uh, eight different scorers in that game yesterday. So, Allen, Bowles, Constant, Daniels, and Gittins for uh, twenty five, getting all getting the goals for them, all individual scores. Uh, Kenethan, Pathman, Pathmanathan, and Sivarasa for. Julian getting the goals. Well done to me. I don't think I've got. I don't think I've pronounced those names wrong either. So that's the no. first. That's the first for me. <laughs> so yeah, ruled it to you for that. <laughs> uh, and the last game yesterday, Chelsea Athletic Reserves played Huxley Guards. Uh, both teams at near the bottom of their respective divisions. Huxley Guards, of course, in Division One. Yeah, uh, and uh, Chelsea Reserves in. Uh, Division three, um, despite both teams struggling this year, Huxley guards get a big win. Going with uh, the divisional difference there, you'd expect um, Huxley guards to be able to get this game over the line. They did yep. so 5-1. And again, uh, the Invitational Cup putting smiles on face, people's faces yesterday. Yeah, I think it would have been a welcome distraction from from what's been a disappointing league, league campaign for Huxley this year. Um, you know, like you said, you said the Invitational Cup is there for teams to to get some games and you know and 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 get away from what could have been a disappointing campaign. So, Huxley, I'm, I'm delighted for them. Um, they they they're a good good set of lads, good manager and Jimmy. Um, yeah, I'm sure they'll be looking forward to this Invitational Cup. I think they can have a good crack at it. Absolutely, no game for you boys yesterday. You had a planned nope. week off anyway. It was, yeah, yeah. Need, needed the rest. To be fair back at it next week so Rog I'll see you on the other side for the games of the week I'll be there this week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play the simple app for next game availability so the last of the results this week is Westfire and Gibbs Gibbs how you doing I am very well save the best till last this week yeah Save the best till last and uh, Storm Eunice has kept us apart this week. The the old Silk Towers roof is a bit unsafe at the minute, I think. So I didn't really want to get all of us into Silk Towers and risk our lives in the uh, in the Towers of Doom. No, fair play, mate, to be fair. We could have just tied, tied the roof to Jamie's leg or something and a bit of rope. It wouldn't have gone anywhere. <laughs> uh, right. So the games yesterday, uh, quite a few played, actually, given the weather. Um, got a good... Still got a good turnout um, of fixtures yesterday. Uh, let's get into the Prem games. Uh, the big game of the day, a big title, um, a big title question answered yesterday, Gibbs. Bayswater at home to under the radar, under the radar, winning 3 1. Um, that's a lot wider than most people were expecting. Yeah, I was a little bit shocked when I saw this one come in because for the first time we'd all gone, gone against under the radar and thought that. Um, that uh, Bayswater would have got the result here. But fair play to under the radar, doing what champions do. And um, that's a good good result for them, you know. Uh, after the Borden Sports A uh, game recently, this is probably under the radar biggest test um, of the season so far, especially in, in West for competitions. Um, 
of course, they lost to uh, SE Dons earlier in the season in the London Cup. But this is their biggest game so far in Westford. And it goes to show that under the radar probably had a second or third gear that they've been able to get into um, when, when facing Bayswater. Oh, definitely. I mean, they meet again next week in a semi-final. So um, I'm sure that'll be uh, a bit spicy. Bayswater will be looking for revenge and um, there's a final up for grabs. So, but nonetheless, three points yesterday widens their gap at the top of to 10 points and it puts the pressure on um, Bayswater and Balden now to try and um, catch up. Yeah, it's going to be a good fight for second place as well between uh, Bayswater and Balden Sports A. Um, in the senior... Uh, Granite lose 2-0 to Northern Eagles, unable to capitalise on a good win last week, Granite. Uh, Northern Eagles back to winning ways. Just reminding everybody, Gibbs, that on their day, they're a good outfit in the senior division. Yeah, and a clean sheet as well, which is uh, which is no uh, easy beat against um, Granite. So that's a good result for Northern Eagles. And uh, as you said, they've had a couple of uh, poor results of late. So um, just a wake-up call and letting people know that they are still about. Very good result for Northern Eagles. Well done, boys. Uh, Granite have improved recently, so that goes down as a real good result. Narrowly missing out on results of the week for us. Uh, that one yesterday in Division 1. Uh, AFC Shine nil, Red Velvet 9. Earlier reported as 1-9, Gibbs. We made a mistake on our poll. Red that, was, Vel- that, that was me. Um, I do apologise to Spencer. I, I thought it was 9-1 for some reason. And um, I put the result up as 9-1. So that was, that was my bad. But 9-0, wow. Do you know what I mean? What a statement. And uh, they meet this week in the semi-finals. So you don't hold much hope for Shine, do you? Well, not after that. They need a big they need a big, um, a big, big return this week. On, and it, I'm sure it won't be 9-0 again. But Red Velvet really ticking over, looking good for promotion at the very least in Division 1. Uh, they've really turned it on. since since. And I'm not rubbing it in, Gibbs. I know you think I am. But since that win against you, They've been absolutely uh, phenomenal since then. Yeah, I mean, mate, we only lost 4-1. So, looking at these results, I probably would have took that every day of the week. But, <laughs> <laughs> but A confidence uh, booster against the mighty Peckham Ryers really, really propelled um, Red Velvet uh, on. Mate, they beat the underdogs. They was they was assuming to beat us. We was the underdogs. We was fighting <laughs> for anything that game. Uh, Elton Rovers 2, the Bandits 1. Elton Rovers resurgence... Uh, continues. Put that on your fucking podcast, they said a few weeks ago. They ain't been off it since, Gibbs. Mate, they've uh, made statements, didn't they? Since putting it on your fucking podcast, they have, uh, they've, <laughs> made, they've made business. They're not they messing have. about. Uh, Steve Hughes, the uh, referee, saying <laughs> Elton Rovers celebrating like they'd won the league yesterday. And why not? That was a big win against um, Borden, uh, the Bandits yesterday. Everyone enjoys beating the Bandits, it seems. Uh, Elton Rovers looking much more like the team uh, we expected them to be after their brilliant start to the season, really um, ending the season strongly and their promotion hopes uh, are back on. Good luck to oh, the boys. Well, Dick Turpin and his mob, they've took a beat in there, haven't they? They don't like you, but won't like that. They have, but they took that again. That was a double jump for them uh, in the summer to Division 1. And I think Division 1 or 2, very similar um, this season in standards. So either way, uh, the Bandits, well, I don't think they will get, They would have won either division, um, but they've held their own this year and a brave thing to, to double jump. So fair play to them. Uh, no harm done to their reputation this season. They now will go again um, this, this next season. In Division 3, Abbey Mead and Woolwich Royals played. Woolwich Royals back to winning ways. Gibbs 3-2 win for Definitely the enough. Royals. I've got, I've got a little match report for this one as well. 
Fantastic. Nothing at heart, nothing for the first half, apparently. It says um, 0-0 at halftime with best chances falling to Royals. Second half came out on top. New signing Jason Hammett scores on his debut to make it 1-0. 1-1 shortly after. Striker dragging our centre-backs out and a clinical finish. Abby Mead went 2-1 up from a corner with 15 to go. Last five, Steve scores to make it 2-2. 90th minute pen for Royals, saved by the keeper. Only for Royals to score from a header from the resulting corner to make the game, uh, to take the game. Uh, game played in good spirits as always with the ref, Rihanna, Rhiannon, letting the game flow well. So that was from uh, Steve at Woolwich Royals. Thank you, Steve. And whispers of, uh, of a uh, Stuart Hill Spartans uh, mass uh, immigration over to Woolwich uh, of the Woolwich Royals boys. Uh, I don't know if that was a joke or not, but yeah, we're sad to hear Stuart Hill Spartans folded and I think Woolwich Royals were all over them for their players. Maybe maybe one of their boys went over and scored on his debut. Who knows? Well, you never know. Maybe so. But um, it's good, though, that there's football out there for players that teams that do fold, you know. They can still keep in um, Sunday League and also it keeps other teams going as well if they're short on players as well. Absolutely. Woolwich Royals um, looking like their season was, was going to fall over um, after their horrible injury to their goalkeeper. And some some indifferent results of recent times, um, but they've managed to get a win against Abbey Mead, whose season um, has petered out and never really got started this season. No, it's been a bit hit and miss and up and down, but um, it sounds like a cracking game yesterday. Two one till the last five, and then um, obviously Woolwich Rolls taking it. I mean, after the penalty, you probably would have thought maybe it was going to finish two two, but um, Woolwich Rolls have kept it up and. Um, just show why uh, they're doing really well this season. Yeah, well done, boys. We're back back to calling them sharks next week. What do you reckon? Yeah, at the minute they're baby sharks. <laughs> uh, in the fourth division, Hartford lose five one to Junior Red Sports after an excellent uh, few weeks in Westford competitions. Hartford battered by the uh, Junior Reds boys. Hartford scoring goals for fun. Only managed one yesterday. Uh, Junior Red Sports again, one of those teams um, in the fourth division who on their day. Uh, we'll turn anyone over. So a good win for them. Well done, Hartford. Uh, back to, need to get back to winning ways as soon as they can. Um, Bexley Heath played the um, Spring Hill Sharks in Division 4 and Spring Hill Reserves improvements continue. They've been saying it, Gibbs, that, they, that uh, something's... You know, you, you know why they had a good win yesterday? Because the Blues manager was in charge. So oh, was I he? That was, was on the next pitch along, yeah. So I saw him, I saw him with his um, diligent warm-up and putting them through their paces. And then they went out on the pitch and they've obviously done the business for him. So I think you've got to be looking at the Blues manager there, mate, to be honest. He's had a good impact on the club. Omar, for to become the the, the new chief development officer of oh, Spring Hill no United. Doubt. He should be taking Elliot's job. He's first, he's get him on the board, manager yeah. of the year for Spring Hill, and then get Elliot out. Did you see earlier in the week, even Kanye West was saying, get Elliot out? I saw it. News travels far and wide from the Salt Podcast. People tune in. They do from all over the world. Um, I did. In... I didn't see Elliot at the game yesterday, though. To be fair, he weren't there. Oh, good, good. And that was, was the only Spring Hill game yesterday, and he weren't at the game. weren't supporting him. I think he was managing Las Cabras. We'll get there. We'll get there in a minute. Um, Jen, Jenny was there, and the, the old Spring Hill set up, and no Elliot. That's why they win. That's what happens in Division Five. Um, the third best division in Westford. Oh, <laughs> uh, SE 69ers and the Fortronians game sadly abandoned 
Um, terrible conditions are here down at Hall Place yesterday in a, in a really horrible sounding injury to the 69ers goalkeeper. We wish him all the very best, Gibbs. Yeah, wish him all the best. They're top lads, the 69ers. And um, they was on the next pitch to us yesterday and we saw um, the ambulance arrive and everything. And uh, from what I'm hearing, I think the, the player broke uh, his tibia and his fibia. Um, his foot got caught in the mud, um, the goalkeeper. So we wish him uh, wish him all the best and a speedy recovery, you know. In strange circumstances, this one, yes, I was going to referee this one. Uh, speaking to the teams in the old DMs, Gibbs, and arranged it all. Uh, and said on Twitter about me taking that game, and uh, all of a sudden they had a game. They had a referee. I mean, from from the from the league, Gibbs. Even though the teams hadn't heard, a referee yeah. mir- miraculously found. Wait, well, brilliant work from the brilliant work from the West from the West for uh, ref sec. <laughs> Is that a meow? <laughs> you actually, uh... It was fantastic. The teams didn't even know. That's how good it was. Mate, well. I think with a lot of games getting called off, there was probably a few spare referees floating about, so games were able to get covered. Yeah. But um, nonetheless, I'm sure Westford do appreciate you ready to step in and help them out. Anyway, so Division 5, another game at the top of Division 5 that has gone Peck and Myers' way. They've been very lucky this season. Turk Ojak and South London Athletic drawing two all Gibbs. Um, another one of your rivals pretty much out of the running now. Mate, the... The dogs had a good day yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that was a good result for us, them drawing. Um, we've got a few games in hand, but they're both very good sides. Um, and you wouldn't have back. You, it would have been hard to back a winner in that game, to be fair. So a draw is probably a fair result because I think um, South London have lost their last two now. 3-1 uh, and 3-1. One of them being to us. Yeah. Um, and... Um, Turcos Jack have been a little bit hit and miss. They've had some good results and they've drawn a few um, after starting the season off like a house on fire. So um, that's a good result for us, but a good point for both both teams. Though. I mean, it keeps uh, South London in third as well. Um, I think Turcos Jack are fifth, I think. So um, it, it helped us massively to draw, to be fair. Uh, South London Athletic form just falling off at the wrong time. It looks like it's between yourselves and uh, Bexley Wanderers now for this title uh, in Div 5. What a great running we've got. Plenty of football still to play. In Div 6, Peckham Wright A win against Lewisham Tamils 1-0. Uh, looking at the tables today, Peckham Wright A, they're there or thereabouts. I think they're third in the table or fourth in the table. But they've played a few more games than everyone else in there, Gibbs. Do you think they've got the staying power for promotion? I'll be honest, um, looking at Villa Court and uh, Footscray Vets. Footscray Vets, I think it just might be a little bit of a step too far. I just think that um, Footscray and Villa Court are a little bit, maybe a little bit more consistent. And you might be asking a lot of them now to drop drop that much points. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's doable because Villa Court has, and Footscray have still got to play each other twice in the league. Yep, yep. So points will be dropped. Um, and if the a, if the A team can um, uh, get a good run of results together, you you never know what happens. Do you know what I mean? And if results go in their favour, um, it's just out of their hands. They're just probably relying on the fixture between the top two. Yeah. But I, 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 it's definitely doable though. But I've got I've got a match report from their game yesterday as well. Oh, please. Uh, Peckham Rye got off to a really bright start, getting into promising positions time and time again, only to falter with the final ball. Early on, their main mode of attack was penetrative through, penetrative through balls, yeah? Um, 
that were useful in releasing their <laughs> releasing penetrative through balls for their wing backs. As their first half war on the game became scrappier, but it was during the period where Josh Evans' mazy dribble resulted in the only goal of the game coming by way of his weak foot, a neat finish. Substitutions were deployed early in the second half of the uh, and the game continued to be scrappy affair. Overall, you sense that whilst Lewisham were defensively stout, they were lacking the cutting edge needed to break down Peckham's defence. Uh, Shaq and Perry and Clay um, at the back were massive. If there was a second goal, it had to be uh, Peckham. Clearly looked the more likely, but in the end, the single goal was all it took. So that was from Breen from uh, Peckham Raya. So that's a, a great match report. And also their ki- their goalkeeper, Lawrence, he's had um, two clean sheets now in four games since um, since signing for them. So that's been a good signing for them as well. Someone um, uh, in the sticks keeping clean sheets for them. So fair play. Unbelievably um, intelligent sounding words uh, that the match report uh, yeah, used there. There was some of it, I'll be honest, I couldn't actually pronounce. So I had to quickly reword it while I was reading it. Unheard of on the Silk Grassroots podcast, such good words. So thank you very much for that. I know substitutions were de- deployed. It's like a proper, proper organisation here. Uh, in Division 7, the best division in West Fife. The fifth best division. <laughs> The Silk Grassroots Podcast Network Division 7. Westford, just please call that Silk Grassroots next season. I will not be offended. Uh, Fleet Down continue their winning ways. 8-1 against Las Cabras. Um, as I say, I think Chris Elliott um, went and helped Las Cabras yesterday. He got he got stuck in the mud at Hall Place. I think Fleet Down were at Hall Place. And uh, <laughs> I think he got stuck in the mud. That's why he ended up watching that game and managing that game for Las Cabras. Big game at the top of Division 7, the Peoples against the Hot Shots uh, and a Desmond shared between the two teams. Come on, the Shots! Why I didn't that that's, that's, that's a great a really result. That's a good result for the Shots because it shows the massive improvement they've made this season, you know? Agreed. Agreed. It's a good result against the team yeah. who, let's be honest, should be playing in a higher division. Uh, no two ways about div, it. Div 2 at least. Div 2, 3 at yeah, least. I think so. I think absolute, so Absolute, absolute monstrous Sharks. <laughs> but yeah, good point for the hot shots. Um, just keeping uh, the peoples. I, th- I mean, I think they'll they'll still win the division. The peoples, they're the best team in the division. But a good point for the shots. Uh, and just reminding everyone on their day, uh, you shouldn't overlook them in Division Eight. Uh, JJ United go down nine-one against Chimera Reserves. Um, Chimera, uh, JJ losing the second half five-nil after four-one at half time. Unlucky to uh, JJ. Um, but Gibbs, the um, what? What can we say about JJ and these results? Do they, do they keep turning up and playing? Um, it's admirable, but I don't think we need to dwell on it too much. No, no, enough said. Now, pay your pay your pitch fees and you'll be alright. <laughs> In the Jewish Shield, um, a big, uh, nearly an upset yesterday. Jam uh, four, Bexley Hawks three. A fantastic shine of themselves, Bexley Hawks yesterday uh, in the Jewish Shield against the top Prem side. A real awkward uh, and quality. Prem side, Bexley Hawks doing themselves a lot of favours and proving what a decent set of um, set of players they are against, as I say, Jam, who are a top side. Yeah, 100%. It sounds like a, a cracking game as well. Great game. 4-3. Uh, um, Jam, very efficient in what they do, score goals, very, very strong. Um, so, so, I mean, some Prem teams don't even score three goals past them. So, for for Bexley Hawks to be like to be doing that, it's a, it's a great show and they can be proud of that performance. And, um, and build from that to the uh, towards the back end of the season, you know. It's, um, 
that's a real, it sounds like a really good game to be fair. Absolutely. And no shame to Bexley Hawks at all. Um, Jam, we know Phil loves a cup. So I know that they have all their, they have the whole, they have the whole crew out for the, for the cup games. Uh, yeah, they, he, well, they've made a cup final already, haven't they? They're in a cup final already. But then the President's Cup, is it? Yeah, I think they won the quarter final and um, the team that was in the semi with them folded. So they've got a bye to the final. So I think they play the winner of uh, UTR against Bayswater next week, which will again be a, a good final because. Jam know it, what it's all about, and they'll set themselves up to win that game. You know, whoever they play in the final. So it, it, it's um, it's interesting. Fantastic, uh, Jam with lots of history against UTR and Bayswater. So a really good final in the making there. Uh, in the Prompted Challenge Cup, uh, Black Fen and Erif uh, lose eleven-one to Hatch and Moyles. Hatch and Moyles able to put a team into this competition um, and absolutely destroying uh, Black Fen and Erif. Um, I think uh, Joe or whoever want, runs the Blackfin Twitter account unanimously said we just weren't good enough on the day and that's apparent in the scoreline. Uh, mate, 11-1. So, um, they've just got to pick themselves up, dust off and go again next week. Absolutely. That's the best thing to do. Uh, a massive cup game this week in the Burt Holloway. Uh, Crockenhill played Eltham Lions, a game we really sort of talked up last week. It was one of our games of the week, Gibbs. Uh, we didn't expect it to be quite this type of scoreline. Crockenhill four, Eltham Lions one. Massive win for the Sharks based over near Swanley. Um, the Sharks are back. <laughs> they are. I mean, it's a, it's a great result for them, to be fair. 4-1. Um, it just shows you how consistent they are, really, um, Crockenhill, and what, and what they've got what they've got about them I mean probably just going about their business nicely but you, you probably wouldn't want to play them no it'll be Crockenhill uh, Metrogas uh, you wouldn't want to call them in, in any cup competition absolutely not whoever you are you don't want to be picking them up uh, in, in the leader trophy Duchess of Kent 2 Petswood Senior Vultures 1 uh, in the West for Shield Footscray Lions Vets 8 so, uh, South Ballers 2 you'd 8 to be South Average this weekend Gibbs Footscray Lions vets going from strength to strength on all fronts this season. They are. Um, again, another team you wouldn't want to be playing in any competition of, uh, with the players that they've got at their disposal. Absolutely not. In the Burt Holloway Trophy, Inter Belvedere win 5-1 against Alpington Eagles. Another one of our games of the week last week. Uh, we expected that to be closer. Alpington Eagles in the second division, obviously. Inter Belvedere in the fourth division. Um, but Inter Belvedere, along with Crockenhill, Metrogas, you do not want to be playing Inter Belvedere in any... I know um, Bayswater beat them in cups, but I think below UTR, Belved um, Bayswater and Borden Sports A, no one wants to play Belvedere, do they? No way. You're in for a tough day. A long, a long day. A long day. It's going to be a tough physical game. They've got goals in them. They've obviously got um, good footballing abilities. They're scoring lots of goals. And um, you know they're going to be able to mix it up every way um, needed. So um, you just wouldn't want to be playing them. In a game that we said would be a busy one for the referee, Alpington Eagles giving the ref a B plus, saying they're a bit cardy. But I think everyone in Sunday League football or in the Westford community could see this one being lively. So no surprise to hear there was plenty of cards shown. Oh, was there really? Yeah, but apparently on the Alperton Eagles uh, match report, fair play to them. In the Jay Walker Brickwork Cup, Kingsford three, South East Athletic Maroon two. 
good win for Kingsford. Back to winning ways. South East Athletic Maroon have shown themselves to be a decent team this season. Uh, in the Fred Jolly, um, New Cross Rovers reserves Neil Peckham Rye three. Was it? Was it? No. Was it New Cross Rovers reserves? You played Gibbs. You're, you're you're bad to the bone, we dog. We played Woolwich Woolwich ninety. Oh shit! Sorry, easy mistake to make. How how was the game? Yeah, it was okay to be fair. The underdogs came out. We played uh, six at the back. Um, <laughs> just tried to get a foothold in the game, really. Um, now, nah, in all seriousness, they um, they they're a decent side. The pitch uh, was very muddy. Like yeah, it had like three games on it on the Saturday. To be fair, there was not really a lot of grass on it. Should it have been um, played yesterday at um, Hall Place? We're hearing of the injury to the um, 69ers goalkeeper. Should the games really have been played? Yeah, I'll be honest. The other pitches looks okay. Like the other pitches, that, like people were actually commenting. <laughs> the other pitches actually had grass on and now it was just mud. Um, so the I'll be honest, I didn't walk over to the other pitches, but they looked all right from sight, to be fair. Um, uh, credit to like to whole place on that one. It didn't look like there was no puddles of water on them or anything like that. But uh, the game started. It was a bit, um, bit of a scrappy game in times. But we went one 0 up pretty early um, off a rebound from Luke, uh, and then um, Tony Golins uh, got it. Got the second one. So it was two 0 at half time. Fifty eighth we, goal we of the season for Tony Rollins. No, I think it's his 19th. We oh. was well in We was kind of under the caution stages. Um, they had a forward who at stages when he turned it on, he was um he was he was going around people at will at stages, do you know what I mean? But I think he just tried a little bit too much and he got crowded out. But um but yeah, they had chances to score. Um we had a couple more chances to score, and then Pete scored a, a cracking free kick, really, which kind of settled the game. Um and other than that, mate, it was um, I think it was just a typical cup game. Um, I think it, it could have gone either way, but the um, the underdogs stayed strong and um, got the result. Big win for high against higher place opposition for Peckham Rye yesterday in the Fred Jolly Memorial. On they go to the next round. Good luck. Was well, not sure who you got or if you know who you got yet, um, but it will be. We play um, the winner of Highfield against um, Elton Palace. Oh, a big game, a, a big derby with um, Ronnie. Hopefully, yes. Yeah, so we'd like we'd like Ronnie to win because he gives the um, he gives the eighteen a fair bit of stick, you know. So if we could draw <laughs> if we could draw Ronnie, we'd like to um, avenge uh, avenge the eighteen. <laughs> uh, two last games: Burridge Blues beating Newcross Rovers two one. Burridge Blues in the cup, a different animal to Burridge Blues in the league. Um, a big win for the boys. Uh, Newcross Rovers dumped out of the Win Jones Memorial Bowl, Gibbs, and they need to start putting some wins together. Otherwise, the season's just going to be a bit of a nothing year for them. And I don't mean that as a disrespectful thing. It, all the the three with the three teams they started the season with, getting into the senior, looking like a a real good prospect early doors. It seems to have been just falling off a bit for them in recent weeks. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you there. Yeah, I don't know if it's player issues or availability, but I think they've got some really good players in their team. Yeah. And um, I don't know if some of them are playing Saturdays and they get injuries or they can't do the Saturdays, Tuesdays and then incorporate the Sundays. So I think maybe on paper it's, it's, it's good and the squad's there, but I think maybe sometimes in reality getting everyone out on the Sunday um, 
without any injuries or not and availability is a is a different story you know i think that's a, that's 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 yeah, I was going to say, a lot of clubs sign lots of good players from Saturday football for Sunday football. But then when it actually comes to getting these lads out on a Sunday, it's a different ball game. And if they've had a battle on a Saturday, they'll tend to rest themselves on a Sunday. So you could have all the names signed up you like, but if you can't get them out on a Sunday, um, it's going to be a long day. So maybe New Cross Rovers, maybe that's the case with them, maybe not. But certainly over, over the last couple of weeks, the loss to Granite and now this one to divisional rivals, uh, Burridge Blues, standing out as as Rovers really need to arrest this um, this slump in form. I think I think they will put it right. Um I just think they I just think they need to con it's hard now they just need to concentrate on getting players out and um, building a getting a reliable squad if we maybe try and recruit a few more. But just people maybe not that have got the quality of some of the other guys but just get 14 players that are just there committed every week and um, and want to be part of your club, you know. Not yeah. people that show up when it suits them. Agreed. And you you should know you should know that more than anyone after your uh tough season last year. So you good advice from Gibbs. In the Fred Jolly Memorial, uh New Cross Rovers Reserves, the actual New Cross Rovers Reserves, not uh Woolwich 90. They win 3-1 against Lesser FXI. Uh Lesser FXI with um League Eight or Division Eight title hopes um in their hands, Gibbs. Maybe they not too bothered about getting dumped out of the Fred Jolly Memorial. Yeah, no, definitely not. And um, I think they're second behind um, Spring Hill Blues, a point off the top. So this has probably been their best season in a long while. So they probably just want to concentrate on the league and um, and, and get that promotion. And and to be fair, it's what they deserve. You know, clubs that stick around and stick at it when it always ain't going well. You like to see them. Uh, you like to see them do well. Absolutely. And the games of the week yesterday. Uh, can you remember them off the top of your head, Gibbs? Um, the re- the Red Velvet game was made made it. The Inter Belvedere game made it. Am I right? Yeah, Red Velvet made it. Inter Belvedere. I think we had Bayswater UTR as well that made it. Uh, uh, and then I think the other game was a uh, which was a co-op, which would have obviously been called off. Let me try and find it. Let me try and find the games of the week very quickly. Sorry about this, guys. This is this is um, two Bob. Two Bob recording here. Uh, oh, hang on. So I know the Red Velvet one was definitely on there. Oh, it's failed me. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Westfar. Sorry, guys. So been in Belvedere's five-one win against Alpington Eagles was the first one. Footscray Lions Vets eight-two against South Average. That's an obvious one. And eight-two will always get on. Uh, AFC Shine losing nine-nil to Red Velvet. We did put nine-one, but whatever. And Crocodiles four-one win against Eltham Lions. Um, UTR I think Gibbs just missing out on that one yesterday. Oh, apologies. I thought we were talking about games of the week. Sorry, I must have misheard from last week. No. Sorry, my, uh, my bad on that one. Uh, Gibbs, I'll see you on the other side for our predictions and the games of the week. No problem. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. So our guest section this week is a Westford team, uh, Greenwich Challenge Vets. 
uh, joined the league this season. I think initially, I'm sure Brian, their manager, their player manager is going to confirm in a minute. I think firstly showing interest in the uh, planned West for Vets league um, that uh, was spoken about for a while now and it, and it hasn't come to, to fruition just yet. Uh, Greenwich Challenge Vets entered the league this season. Um, certainly vocal on social media, a few of their players and and things definitely getting involved with the Westford community. Um, I'm pleased to say I'm joined by Brian. Brian, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks, Andrew. Uh, pleased to meet you. Um, it's nice to put a, a face to the, the yeah. voice I've heard a few times. Over Sorry about the face that goes with the voice <laughs> you've heard a few times. Uh, so, so, Brian, I'm, I just want to, the first point, this sort of fabled uh, Westford Vets League that has been spoken about uh, for quite a long time, was that part of the, um, reason that Greenwich Challenge Vets approached Westford in the first place? Yes, well, um, Westford actually approached us about um, their interest in forming a, a Vets division and uh, I was keen on it, but we've only been playing friendlies in the past um, yeah. against like-minded Vets sides. So, but I was really passionate about trying to get that, you know, moving the club forward and... Um, Everyone likes to still have that competitive edge and looking at the table and uh, there's points to play for. So I thought it was great to try and move it forward. Um, I suggested to Westford and Jace, uh, but some other clubs that were in a similar position to us that could be interested. And he had some varying different successes with them. So, But ultimately, there wasn't really enough teams to to form it and it, for it to be competitive. Um, I know there's some existing vet sides in there, uh, but in some higher divisions. But um, in the end, uh, we sort of opted to go into the open-aged uh, lower division and sort of uh, take our chances, you know. How have you found that so far? Has it, has it been more competitive or tougher than you expected or has it been just about as you, as you thought? Well, I, I knew it was going to be pretty tough, even though we're down in the, like in the, the bottom, uh, the lower echelons of the whole league, if you, if you want. But every yeah. match has been really, uh, really tough. But... I, what I wanted out of it really is if we could kind of hold our own and, you know, even like a mid-table finish would have been good for me. But uh, I think we've been in most games. We've had some good uh, victories. So, you know, the guys have really responded well and uh, got some good players at the club now. Is it just, is it the fitness element? Is Are you are you noticing tools this, from 70 minutes on or 80 minutes on that that's, that that's the difference with the with the younger kids that you're playing or, or is it other things that, that you find in uh, perhaps isn't going quite your way? Um, yeah, it's probably some of the, the sort of physical demands. And there is some very young sides down there because we, we don't really know and we haven't got a lot of experience in the other sides. I know there are some other new teams, but we could literally come up against a bunch of 18-year-olds uh, yeah. on a Sunday. You wouldn't really know. Um, but no, I think we've we've given them a, a game. I mean, maybe some teams come up against us and they're oh, vets, they're going to know this stuff and be a bit more experienced and maybe keep the ball better. But... Um, no, it's pro- it probably is just some of the physical uh, demands of it. And uh, some of our home games have been playing on the, the 3G and uh, we found that pretty it can be pretty tough going on, on, your, on your knees. Yeah. The game wears on and uh, with a big pitch and, and that, you know. So, but um, no, I haven't really got any complaints. I didn't really think we was going to go in there and win the league. Uh, but I just thought if we can, we can push up um, towards you know, the top four or five, that'd been good. Uh, how have you... How have you seen the standard of uh, Division Eight since you've been in there? The overall standard. Yeah, I've, I've been uh, I've been quite impressed, really. We've, we've had obviously there's quite a lot of cups uh, in Westford as well, so I've got 
on experience of some higher up teams as well. And some of the guys that have come up against have been a bit of a step up, but most of them, you know, and you've seen that in the results itself, like Division 8 teams have beaten the teams from higher divisions. Yeah. So I don't think there's a lot on it uh, in it, really. And when you turn up on the day, it can be, you know, what players you've got available and the conditions and injuries and all sorts. And it's just, um, you know, how you prepare for that game and, you know, kind of evens itself out, isn't it, the season. It does. Like a brief history of Greenwich Challenge Vets. Have, has it been a team that's been together for a while? And as you say, played some friendlies. Is it just over the last couple of years, or is it an old a Sunday League team that have sort of come back together um, to take the the West for Vets League by storm? Obviously, what what is the brief history of um, of Greenwich Challenge Vets? Yeah, well, I don't know about taking it by storm, but yeah, if we completed that, <laughs> Yeah, they have been going for a long time. They, it, we, we sort of established a, that name, Greenwich Challenge, probably back in 1990. So it's quite a, a long time, but it was a yeah. club game before them, not under different guises. Um, and we was actually in the, the old Woolwich and District League that some people might remember out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it just, you know, some players moved on to different things and different clubs and that. And so a lot of the old guys are kind of formed like a... A veterans team and then just started playing friendlies against uh, some like-minded clubs that were in the local area and it carried on like that for probably about 20 years and um, I took over as manager about five years ago and carried that on and it's only been this season where we've gone into the league and I thought some of the demands might be quite a lot for um, some of the older guys because we've got some players like kind of like super vets level so we've actually continued with the old fixtures as well, like um, like an XI side we've got. Mm-hmm. The, the league team have taken over. So we, we've actually done pretty well to be getting two teams out every week, you know. But obviously with the other side, there's no registration and stuff. And, you know, I haven't got all the, um, the, the the difficult sides of the admin things. Yeah, yeah. With that. But... Um, so, yeah, but it has been successful and they've been doing well. And, you know, obviously we've had to bring in a lot more players. But, um, yeah, it's been going well. We're carrying the sort of the, the name of the club forward. And uh, even the old boys are pleased that it's, um, it's all going well, you know. Have you brought in younger players or are you sticking to, to vets age players? Uh, well, I can get, I'll take what any, anything I can get at the moment, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> you know... It, some clubs that have um, kind of folded and someone's come in and they've said, you know, I've got a mate and, you know, they've brought in a few that way and some of them used to play in Westford and that. So that's helped us out. But um, our youngest player is probably about, probably about 29. So it's not okay. not, not super young. Yeah. So, because, you know, when um, they were looking at the Vets idea um, and I remember Jace um, saying that the way they might do it is you can have like two or three under 35s players, but they've got to be over 30. So he's thinking of that in mind. If we did form the Vets League uh, one day, we can still um, keep within that kind of uh, threshold, you know. So within the Greenwich Challenge um, club from from the 90s, has, there, has the uh, trophy cabinet looked over that period? Is, is there cups or is it pretty dusty? It's, it's worse than Spurs, to be, to be fair. Yeah. And that's <laughs> oh, pretty God. bleak. That is bleak, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it's it, it's never really been that sort of club. Uh, I, I can remember back in like Woolwich and Districtly, I can remember getting a runners up maybe trophy, maybe in about 95, but um, that's probably a bit been it. But 
you know, I think everyone would lo love to get some success, but it hasn't really been uh, like that. And, and where the guys have gone on to play friendlies and stuff, it's, you know, there's nothing really at stake. So no. th this season to get them to step up playing um, league football, they're, you know, they've, they've been chuffed a lot looking at the table and think, you know, we're not struggling down there. So uh, that's still a relative uh, form of success for us, you know. Absolutely. I'll back that up 100%. Just to be giving some blokes of a certain age uh, football, getting out and getting that sort of release and and all that stuff uh, on a Sunday morning is, is a massive success. And uh, I congratulate you. 100% on uh, on that. Otherwise, you'd have to be a ref like me on a Sunday morning, at, usually at our age. So, uh, and that is not that is uh, not much not as much fun as playing. So, uh, yeah, well done for uh, for giving plenty of fellas um, that release. It's important. Um, what is what is now the aspiration for Greenwich Challenge Vetch? Now, now you are here in Westford doing your thing, playing week in and week out in open age uh, football. Is it that if Westford opened the Vets um, League or the Vets Division. You jump at it, or would you look to stay? Where, where, where where's your sort of vision now for Greenwich Challenge Vets? Yeah, I, I think if um, you know Jace at Westford again, he, he was saying, look, you know, we'll have another look at it um, next season and see if we can uh, where we are. If if other teams have been approaching him about that, or someone going to step down and. Uh, like I said, there is some existing clubs in there already if they was interested in it. So I'd, yeah, I'd bite their hand off if they went for that because it is quite demanding. Now, mm -hmm. like our game's been called off on Sunday, and we've we've never not been at a failed field aside. I'd always I'd always do it, but um, it was a bit of a re relief in a way. You know, we're up against like an under twenty one side. It, it was going to be tough going, and as much as I'd give it our all, we. We we could probably do have a break every now and again, you yeah. know. So um, yeah, I, I would like them to do that, but you know, realistically, at the end of the season, we're probably going to weigh up all the options. Do we do we do what we was doing again this season? Is the Vets League going to get off the ground? Um, there's no actual Sunday Vets um, set up in the local area, unfortunately. So no. there seemed to be a gap um, in the in the in football, you know grassroots area there and I know there's a big um, Saturday set up but doesn't seem to be a lot on a Sunday it doesn't and you, you hear loads of vets teams playing um, friendlies on mm. Sundays so there must be there must be the sort of maybe not in a low, very local area maybe they're all spread out all over the place but you do hear a lot of friendlies being played by vets teams and, and stuff like that on a Sunday so I can't believe there isn't 10-15 teams out there on a Sunday that want to get together and uh, come under uh, Westford's um, umbrella, and because it's a fantastically run league, um, sure. I'm sure you've seen all of the, how meticulous, especially Jace, Dave, Jenny, and and all the the guys there at the committee. They're so meticulous, and they they run it um, superbly well. I can't believe it wouldn't be the same for a vets uh, league. So if you are a vets team listening to this, or you're thinking about going into vets football next season, um, get in touch with Westford because yeah, it's, it it would be an excellent thing to be able to to provide because it it be the first league of its kind doing so. It would be an important thing. Who has stood out perhaps this season as a bit of a rival for you boys? Have you had a couple of ding-dongs with anybody or have you had a great game and ended up in the pub after and uh, and looking forward to the next time you play them? Uh, we haven't really had... Um, it's the first season. We haven't got any sort of like rivals as... Um... 
do you say? But one of our, our sort of local rivals in the past were friendly. He's probably been like Elton Town Vets. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So we've had a few ding-dongs with them down the years. But um, we're not actually playing them at the moment. They, they tapped up one of our players. Even at friendly Vets level, you'd, you'd think that would be a bit beneath some people. But they uh, <laughs> still went there. But but the guy they've done it to, he still comes along and trains with us. So it's all kind of water under the bridge now. But, um, yeah, we haven't really got like a rival in our division so much. Um We've had a few games against people's FC in the, in the past, but we get on quite well with them and we're friendly. But um, we had a good battle with um, Danton Albion in a couple of few weeks ago. They they play out at Footscray Rugby Club as well yeah. with us. So, yeah, they'll come upstairs afterwards. We all you know, had a good drink and food and all that with them. It was a good battle. And, um, yeah, it's all pretty like friendly rivalries, to be honest. You know, it's nothing sort of um, nasty about it. So, it's all been positive. So, from what you've seen so far this season... Um, so if not Greenwich Challenge Vets, if you don't make this late run, uh, this late title run and, and uh, take the division by storm, uh, who do you think will win uh, Division 8? Well, it looked like um, sort of Leicester was out on their own for a long spell after a really good start. But um, I think Spring Hill United's Blues probably got enough to, to see it out. Um, so I'd, I'd probably sort of... Uh, Go for them if I, if I was going to. If I had to pick someone, but um, seems to be that top three between them, Lesser and uh, Elton Lions uh, reserves. So looks like it's going to come from there. Agreed. And the divisional cup is it the is it the uh, Lindhurst Elliot Lindhurst Cup that is your? No, it, I think it's the F or. I don't know you've got me there. There's so so many names, isn't there? I thought. Yeah, sorry. So your cup. league, so the Division Eight Cup. Um, I'm not sure who's left in it and what the running is at the moment, but. Is it is it Spring Hill Blues? Do you think will will win that as well, or do you think there's a there's a team there maybe causing upset? Yeah, I'm not sure if Leicester is still in there, but I think they they've um, they've done enough to. I know they've been doing well in another cup and beat um, team from a higher division. So it'd be nice um, for their efforts this season if they got a bit of silverware to show for it as well. So I'd I'd probably opt for them. I'm going to skip the be relegated um, the be relegated question because I think poor old uh, JJ. Uh, United are uh, their their odds on to finish bottom of the division, aren't they? Yeah, unfortunately. Have you yeah. played? Have you played the boys yet? Yeah, we we have. Um, uh, we we actually managed to get an eight two against them. I know that goes, that goes <laughs> down well on the podcast. They do, not they? But, they do. Um, they do. It, I, it, I, you kind of feel sorry for them in a way because uh, I think everyone's kind of been there at some point or would want to try and support a club come through like like that. Yeah. But, um, when we played them, we kind of sort of bent over backwards to accommodate them. It was like a twelve thirty kickoff, and even when we got there, Mottenham playing field, it was horrible. Um, when it got a twelve thirty, there was still only about eight players, and was waiting and waiting, and you know trying to go with the ref and see how, how do we just get any sort of fixture to go ahead. But you know, but we managed to do it in the end. They started with ten, had eleven by the second half, but um, it was actually a good game, you know, and they managed to get a couple of goals, had a good few chances and, um, you know, they, they look like they've got potential in the makings of being able to compete, you know, a little bit higher than what they have been, but um, it just seemed a bit, you know, lack of organisation and that, fortunately. Hopefully, letting yeah, learned this season for the JJ boys uh, will move on to, will mean next season will be more, I guess, uh, anyone that hasn't run a team before, especially in a league, like Westfar, it could be a bit of a could be a bit of a culture shock sometimes with the organisation and and all that stuff. So hopefully the JJ boys 
uh, have learned some lessons this season, as I just said, and go into next season more organised and stronger. Um, what's, who's been your who's been the best team that you faced this season? Um, I'd say Woolwich Royals. We played in the cup. Yeah, the um, Sharks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are a bit, um, yeah, are a bit sharky. I think this uh, their manager talking the pre-season. He was, he was trying to tip another um, club for the title. Well, I think he deep down he knew they'd probably have a good chance. Um, but yeah, we played them on the Astro turf. It probably weren't a, a best idea. And yeah, they looked pretty impressive at the back. It was great players in midfield, and you know some really decent strikers that like we gave them like a um, half a yard, and they was just kind of burying it. But because it was a cup game, we're still sort of plowed, pushing forward and trying to get a goal and to get a bit of pride back. So, you know, we left ourselves open a bit, but, you know, they gave us a good going over that day. And that's the that's the team I've been most impressed with. Okay. So, who, who, what was your favourite game of the season? Looking back so far, it might not be a win. It might be a game that you nicked a, a last minute draw or or um, or it might be that you win the game you beat JJ 8-2. Although it sounds like it wasn't much of an enjoyable game, even though... You battered them. Um, what's been your favourite game so far this year? Yeah, I was, I, I was talking to some of the club about this. Most because it's such a battle down there every game. It, it's not actually as enjoyable as kind of playing the friendlies and uh, the vets, where it's a bit. You've got you've got a bit more time, you know, to express yourself and that. Where it's pretty much you know hell for leather, and you know it's a battle in every game. But yeah. we we beat Highfield Rovers in a cup early on in the season. Um, so they're a couple of divisions above us as well. So, you know, that was an enjoyable game. Um, we've played them before in a friendly, you know, so I knew um, Ronnie and some of the guys on this, but that was yeah, a good contest. I know some Ronnie and Dean and some of the boys, they're, they're the other side of 30. So maybe that was a bit more sort of some of their players maybe being in that age age range means it was a bit um, a bit more enjoyable for you guys, so to speak. Yeah, I know they've had a bit of an up and down season. It looked like they've turned the corner a bit. Um, but yeah, no, there weren't a lot in it that day. But no, most things clicked uh, for us. And we, we got a win on the opening day of the season. But that was the first one that we knew that, you know, if we can beat a team a couple of divisions above it, then, you know, we're pretty confident we could compete in the division that we was in. You know, I think it gave everyone the belief to, to move on from that. Definitely a good win. Highfield have, have kicked on, especially since uh, after Christmas. And they're having a good old time of it at the moment. So, yeah, looking like a good win um, for you boys in the cup. Right, some teammates questions. This is your opportunity as a gaffer um, to call out um, some shady behaviour by your players and teammates and uh, colleagues at Greenwich Challenge Vets. Who's got the worst banter? Um, it's probably uh, Matty. Um, some, some people might know that he... There was a sort of clip that he done where he, he, he sort of mimicked a dive by um Spring Hill United player and the, the clip actually went viral. Yeah, yeah, I do right remember there. that. And it's, it actually ended up on the Soccer AM on Saturday morning. And it's, you know, <laughs> they they done a really good setup of it. They had the badges up there and it's like we're going to the Meridian and it had all the proper graphics and goal scorers. Really impressive. But um yeah, so he probably gets the award for the, the worst banter, but, you know, he's got a bit of fame from that. So, uh, you know, he probably thinks he's got the best banter now after that. Who's the worst dressed? Uh, it's got to go down a guy called Geordie. He, um, he he turns up like sort of dressed as the Fonz, sort of like most weeks. And, and uh, there's some right dodgy uh, 
garish like jackets and stuff and that. But you, you don't actually get to see much of uh, people's wardrobes these days. Everyone's kitted out in all the, the, the they turn up in their kit all the time because of uh, what's happened and the, the, the changes and stuff. And they've got the tracksuits on, so it's a bit like wearing a school uniform. And no one uh, take the mick out of anyone because they've got the same gear on most of them. But um, <laughs> yeah, it probably goes down to to Geordie when the uh, he, he likes to try and make the effort, but it, it sort of backfires on him. Who's the biggest moaner on the pitch? That's probably me, to be honest. Maybe because I'm a, a player manager, so I'm always sort of out there uh, trying to GM all up. So it's it's not personal, and I, you know, shake hands with them and say, "Well done." But um, I'll always sort of, um, I'm probably when it comes to the moaning, yeah, from the first whistle to the end. But, um, I've, I've, I've sort of simmered down a bit, and uh, I haven't got in the book until um, till last week. Which I was still unsure about that one. I don't know. It's come up on full time. I've got booked, but I can't remember the yellow card coming out. So uh, <laughs> I'll take that up with uh, someone else. I think uh, you're allowed to moan as the gaffer. That's your job to moan. So uh, you can take that one. Uh, who's got the worst taste in music? I'm not. I don't know if you boys have speakers and that in changing rooms. Uh, but if you if you're on a night out or whatever, or or you have speakers in a changing room, whose mu- taste in music is just not is just not the one. No, we don't really have speakers in the... Maybe we're all getting a bit too old for that. When we, we went down to Mortingham playing fields and it all seemed to be blaring it out everywhere and uh, it was like a, more like a nightclub. But um, if I had to say one person, it's probably Peter. He's um, he's in the like, status quo and Chaz and Dave. And, um, if he wanted, probably don't even know who they are. But, um, but <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's not the best. Yeah, that is... That's not going to get you going before the game, really, is it? No, no, no. Probably get your mother out a bit more. Rocking all over the world before the game. That is not that is not going to do the job. Uh, who's the longest in the shower? Uh, it's probably Carl uh, Pocock. Um, yeah, he's, I think he just hangs around so he can nick everyone's uh, sort of shower gel and all that so he doesn't have to get his own. But um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's probably the last one out. It's probably so he can be the last one up to the bar and getting them in and all that as well. So there's always some material motive. So he's nicking shower gel and nicking beers and then he gets off. Oh, I've got to go. He's got to shoot, lads, before it's his turn as well, yeah? Yeah, when, once, once the food comes out and that's all off, yeah. Carl, you've got to up your game. You've been outed on the Silk Grassroots podcast. Uh, so some more po- positive questions now about the club. Um, who's the player's player? Someone who leads by example on and off the pitch. Well, I've just dug him out a bit, but um, it's probably Carl uh, as well because um, he's great at doing a lot of the social media side of things and really getting things going. Like I said, like that, like that clip going viral, and he, you know he's approached Soccer AM about something else he might better do for the the, the keepers. But you know he's he's taken over the captain's armband this season as well, and he's been doing a lot on and off the pitch. You know, fundraising, supporting other players um, with their mental health. Um, you know he's he, he he likes to wait to the business end of the season normally before he starts sort of tapping people up for player of the year and uh, that and he, he's normally <laughs> the last to vote for that. He, he likes to know what the he, he, he likes like tactical votes. He'll, he'll he'll vote for one person that's like made one substitute appearance all season and saying so. But um, no, he's yeah he, he likes to get a big pat on the back, but he, you know, he deserves it more most of the time. Maybe he deserves a pint if he's if he does a lot of work behind the scenes. Eh? Maybe we'll let him yeah. have one a week. Who's your unsung hero? Um, that, that's probably got to go down to uh, Dan Clancy. He, he, he only joined us probably about 18 months ago, but he's he's kind of like reserve keeper position, but he's, he's started playing for like the ex-side, second side now. 
but he, you know he, he can't do enough for people he's more like um like a sort of player liaison officer or something anyone's got any problems he's, he's your man to go to he's he set up a club shop online for us with uh, the help of his brother. So that's, that, that's helped us out. And he said, you know, made us like give like a sort of professional uh, effect of the, the club. And it's like, you know, he comes across a really good setup. But, you know, he, he can't do enough from uh, sorting out a lot of the, the, the training for us and uh, all the equipment and everything. You know, I can't thank him enough. That sounds quality. Every club, if, someone's, if every club had someone like him, uh, we've been a lot better place with clubs folding and all that type of stuff, all like left, right, and centre at the minute. Um, so sure. well done, Dan. We need more people like you. So some more general grassroots questions, or it can be league related if if um, if you want to answer it that way. What do you think Westfa do well in the development and support of grassroots football, or generally with the with the friendlies and stuff you play uh, with the the um, second team, should we call it, or the friendly mm-hmm. team? What, what's being done well around uh, grassroots at the moment? Well, I think everyone at Westford has do, um, done really well. I, obviously, it's only our first ex- year experience of it, but I, I've been really impressed. And, um, you know, you know it, it, all the sort of interactions I've had with anyone like Dave, Jace, Jenny, anyone, they've all been um, excellent on uh, the communication side of things and... Uh, the smooth running of it, they, they they sort of can't do do enough for us. So um, I don't really want us to to leave Westford, like I said, so because I've been in, uh, impressed with it and I've really enjoyed our time here. And I think they've really developed um, grassroots football. And you know, I, I know how passionate they are when they, when they talk about it. I was only at a meeting last week, and Jace is, is saying talking in those ways. But um, I, I think. You know, just a general um, Sunday league football scene. You know, it's just going from strength to strength uh, in, in this area, and uh, you know, the guys can't get enough of it. And we've got, we've probably got about fifty guys, including the second team, that we can call on. So, you know, it's never been more popular. If you ask me, I agree. And maybe we're a victim of our own success. Perhaps the next question is something you're going to um, say that most clubs. Um, say when in this question but maybe because we are so popular in South East London seems to be a hotbed for grassroots football loads of youth clubs loads of clubs playing in our divisions um, we must have uh, 400 clubs just in over over the uh, not 400 clubs we've got at least 300 clubs in the in the four leagues we cover on this on this podcast which is pretty crazy um, alone uh, maybe this question will lead to the answer what do you what would you like to see improve and I say that because pitches is usually the the answer that we get to this question because usually they're overpriced and uh, under quality um, but what where do you think we need to improve in grassroots football well from what you just said it's you know it's, it's a lot to be um, to be proud of there I've been mean, the 300 teams I don't even know how you keep up with all the names and uh, following it all uh, to be honest but um um, I think there's always room for improvement. There's no, nothing really stands out um, for me, to be honest. Uh, you know, you where's where's your home ground, Brian? Footscray Rugby Club. So oh, mate, we're, we're quite fortunate there. So we've, we have got a good um, set up and you can always have a shower and you've got a changing room. And, you know, we've got a great relationship with, with them. But, you know, but we haven't... That's took time to build that up as well. So we've, had, we've played at some pretty poor places in the past. And that, so... But since we've been playing a home game there, probably about the last sort of four or five years, and we've kind of got our feet under the table, and we're in a good 
sort of standing with them. And if you, you know, if you conduct yourselves in a in a correct manner, and that, then the, you know, they'll 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 facilitate the, the things for you as well. So we've moved our training down to there this season as well. Um, so we're, we've got it all in house. So I say to the guys, you know, some of the places you go to, you don't know how fortunate you are that where where our home ground is. So it, you know, the pitches are always good and. They've called it off this weekend down there, but it's very rare that they ever do. So, but I just think they're, they're trying to protect the the pitches for the rest of the sides in the, in the coming uh, weeks. I think it's a big, there's a big safety issue at the moment as well with the wind and stuff and things falling mm. off the roofs. I think it's not just the pitches they're trying to protect. I think it's people that they're trying to protect as well. So, uh, I, I, I think those decisions are being made because of the wind, not just because we're expecting waterlogged pitches. So, um, you have to just say this is. These, these types of storms don't happen every week uh, and just having a week off in the name of safety, even driving places. Um, you're seeing all sorts of things happening at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I think on the grounds of safety, um, especially around that area, there's lots of trees and stuff in, around those that New Eltham area. So um, it's, it is what it is. So this is the last section of the podcast. It's your opportunity as player gaffer of um, Greenwich Challenge Vets just to thank people that perhaps have helped you um, or the club uh, along the way uh, to be where you are today? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd like to take the opportunity to thank um, some of the old boys that we've had and we we actually lost one of a guy that he was one of our ex-players and he he went on to referee uh, XI games, um, Les Conzen, uh, and he sadly passed away um, just before Christmas, but you know we gave him a good send off. Um, you know, and he was he was a servant for the club for about for about forty years. So mm. it, 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 that was good. And you know, and again, like every, everything that West has done for us this year, they've really sort of embraced us. And you know, from the first contact we've had, you know, they couldn't do enough for us. And it, it's it's been a really great experience. And long may it continue. Um, and I'd like, like to thank yourselves, uh, Self Grassroots Podcast, for giving us this opportunity to come out and um, give us a little bit of bit of background of our club and um, how we're set up. And um, you know, you might see the name down there, but you don't always uh, know what's going on behind the scenes unless you come up against us. No, that's it. And we're quite we're quite sort of hell bent on making sure that all the teams talk we get spoken about. So not just your your big YouTube teams like you under the radars and things like that in Westfar. We're always keen to talk about um, everyone throughout the divisions as best we can. Obviously there's 90 odd teams in, in Westfar to talk about. So not everyone gets a mention every week, um, but we're, we're, I was really, in, really interested in the story. I know I, I assumed that it would have been the vets, the vets league that you guys were initially um, interested in because I've seen it spoken about for two seasons now, and as as I said earlier in the interview, I'm flabbergasted that it hasn't kicked off. I, I can't. I, it can only be that teams like the the friendly nature of it, and perhaps the admin bits put put some teams off joining um, Westford. But from what I've heard, it, it's not that much. You, it's it's only a, f- a couple of hours a week that you have to put into the admin, the like the, the literal filling out of forms and stuff, and the odd league meeting. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, we can get this this vet scene going because we see it thriving on a Saturday. So the, the same boys must fancy it, or different pe- people that work on a Saturday must fancy playing on a Sunday morning because we've seen from clubs like yours, fifty plus players available. Um, if you need, there there must be 
I mean, that that's enough to make up three three match day squads. Yeah, um, you'd, you'd think the demand would be there, wouldn't you? But I'm sure it is. And and like you said, it's some of the admin. If the guys like a sort of relaxed atmosphere of some of the friendlies matches, and people don't go in hell for there, and they start as you get older, you start thinking about you got work the next day, and that, and they they just like, you kind of get set in your ways, and you don't you don't really want, really want to change. But once you've done the initial setup of the admin, I don't think it's that difficult moving forward. Um, but so hopefully this will give some of the vets teams exposure and maybe the push they need in the right direction. Hope so. And Brian, thank you very much for coming on to the podcast tonight. I know it's um, we record these parts of the for the uh, Monday show. We do these midweek. Uh, tonight's a Friday night, so not necessarily the best night uh, to be recording as everyone likes to relax and 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 uh, not talk very much, I guess, on a Friday night indoors and, and uh, chill out. But thanks a lot for your time, Brian. Uh, I wish you boys all the very best for the rest of the season. Uh, and hopefully um, we'll see you next season in West Fergan again. You're welcome. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Brian. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability. So back to Jamie and the OBD SFL Games of the Week after our guests, Greenwich Challenge Vets, had their say. It was nice to hear uh, from those guys. Right, Jamie, four games of the week. Um, one huge game in the in the senior division. The one we've all been waiting for. Um, we'll go through these and then we'll perhaps have a quick scan through some big games in the um, in the whole list um, if we have some time. Right, game one. Um, I'm going to do these in, in reverse order. We have a guest That's predictor. We have guest predictor John White with us again, Jamie. Um, as terrible as ever, I'm going to guess on his um, predicting, but um, he's actually he's actually been quite positive with his predictions this week. So let's okay. do them in, in in opposite order. Uh, South London Spartans against Phoenix Sports Fives, starting in the Div Five game. Uh, South London Spartans fourth in the division, 28 points from 13 games, just over the two uh, two point average. That usually means you're amongst the promotion places so looking good for them uh phoenix fives are second in division 34 points from 13 games six better off than the south london spartans boys uh south london spartans have one win in their last three but they do have a draw in that last three so two out of the three uh last games were not losses uh phoenix fives not in good form one win in their last three and one of one of those three was a draw as well so same form um just the points are splitting them at the moment ashley um, Adem, Ademini, uh, sorry if I pronounced that wrong, 23 points in 12 games for Ashley um, for South London Spartans. And James Ryan has 20 goals in 13 for Phoenix Sports 5, Jamie. Um, what was the thought process? I know these, obviously, both teams uh, around the promotion places in Div 5. Uh, South London Spartans seemingly having a good season. Phoenix Sports 5, we thought they were going to run away with Div 5, but really, Wilgar. Seem to be, I don't know, Dick will go in top in, in fours. Hayes and Pickhurst. It's Hayes and Pickhurst, other top boys um, winning fours and fives every week. Um, John going for a 3 0 win for this one, I believe, for Phoenix Sports Five. Um, yes, he has 3 3 0 to Phoenix Sports Fives. Um, what's your thoughts on this one, mate? Yeah, so two teams, we think Hayes and Pickhurst will run away with it, as, as you mentioned. And then we've got these two teams who are sandwiching either side of the Colts, obviously. So, um, we're interesting to see who can 
kind of keep up momentum and stay in those other two promotion slots. Um, both teams got boys you know with the the back of the net as as you as you mentioned. Um, but I think the Spartans have kind of gone under the radar a little bit this year. We've not really spoke much about them. We spoke plenty about Phoenix. Um, good and they're not so good when they've had a sticky spell. So, um, yeah, I mean, although they've got the point of the a good kind of buffer of points, Phoenix, I think Spartans might cause an upset here. Um, so I'm going to go 3-2 to the Spartans. 3-2 Spartans for Jamie. Uh, Ashley Aderemy was the uh, Spartans striker's name. Sorry that I didn't get that quite right. Uh, first off, at the time of recording, uh, it's been a long day. Uh, what do I think of this one? Um, I've got to say, I, I can't go against Phoenix Sports on this one. Uh, John Beckenham 3 now. I'm going to go, I think it's going to be tight. I'm going to go 3 2 to Phoenix on this one. Interesting. 3 2. Uh, right, next one Crayford, uh, Crayford Arrows Reserves taking on Phoenix Fours. We're Phoenix heavy this yeah, week. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, uh, Crayford Arrows Reserves, we've seen a few times already this season. They're second in the division to Crayway, 23 points from 10 games. Uh, two wins in their last three, but there's a draw there, so unbeaten in their last three. Uh, Phoenix Sports Fours, they're fourth with 17 points from nine, um, and they have one win in their last three. Also, there's a draw in there as well. So both teams in pretty much good in good form. Jordan Grantham is the uh, Crayford Arrows Reserves uh, sharpshooter. He has 15 goals in 10 games, doing well to have more goals than games played. And Albert Caton is the Phoenix top boy. He has six goals in seven games. Jamie, this is a bit closer to call with the with the games in hand. Um, Phoenix Sports 4, only three points oh. behind Crayford Arrows Reserves. Um, they need this win uh, to, to maintain that um, game in hand. They could overtake them if they then win it. Uh, yes, and Crayford Arrows Reserves will obviously want to keep the pressure on Crayway as well as keeping the distance to Phoenix. Yep. Um, I think SMCA, although they're sitting in third, are probably, though the games have played, not really fancy to finish in the top three. So I think um, the top three could be these two plus Crayway, just needs to be decided what order. Um, but I think Crayford Arrows Reserves have pulled out a couple of results when they've had to. Um, so actually, I'm actually going to go for a double Phoenix loss, even though we're going for heavy this week. So I think Crayford Arrows will win this 3-1. 3-1 Crayford Arrows for you. Just notice in the Division 4 table, we're going to be at the 27th of February by the time we play our next round of games. Wilgar sitting in sixth have played five league games, Jamie, in a, yes. league, of, in a league of 11 teams. Uh, how the hell are they going to play 17 league games between now and the end of the season? They may have double bankers for uh, weeks upon end, um, it would seem, I think. And Ministry of Ball as well in eighth. They've only played seven. Um, crazy, crazy times for these teams. Hopefully you can get all your games played. Uh, but yeah, it looks like double bankers, doesn't it? Uh, John White going for a 2-1 Crayford Arrows Reserves win. Yeah, I can see. I mean, I, I just, I'm going for a bigger 3-1 because of the goal difference. Like, I mean, the head and shoulders ahead of everyone else, Kefir Darrow's with a goal difference. So. Yeah, they've, they've scored 20 more goals. They've played the one game more, but scored 20 more. So, yeah, I'm, I'm along the Crayford Arrows reserves um, win. I'm going to go even stronger. I'm going to go for a four. I'm going to go 4-2. Let's go 4-2. Uh, Phoenix average about two a game. Uh, Crayford Arrows averaging four a game. So, yeah, let's go with that. Four, 
4-2 to the Crayford Arrows reserves. Boys, and that will be a really good game. They all need to they all need to keep winning these games and keep the pressure on Wilgard with knowing they're going to be involved in some double bankers uh, to catch their games up. You don't want to be playing catch-up with double bankers. We know where that can go. Uh, the third game is Hatcham Royals playing West Wickham. This is a Division 1 game. Uh, top West Wickham uh, are, are the away team. They're top. They have 20 points from 11 games. Um, Hatcham Royals sit in sixth place, only played seven games. They have 14 points from those games. Hatcham Royals have one win in their last three, one draw in there. So two, two wins out of three, not bad. That draw, of course, coming against Royal Southwark. Um, West Wickham, they've uh, won one in three. One of those is a draw. But Jamie, interestingly, they haven't played since the 23rd of January. So they've they've had a few weeks off. Is that going to be a big, that's going to be a big deal against um, Hatton Royals for sure. You need to come fresh um, and ready for Hatton Royals. Um, Hatton Royals top strike, top striker is Rodney Adaman um, Enuata. Um, he's also playing for the first team. I believe now he's put, he's, he's scored, he's scored eight goals in 10 for the top, for the first team and 29 in 23 in nine for Hatton Royals, perhaps promoted within the club. Um, after mm. such an it's such a fantastic scoring record for Hatch and Royals. Uh, Jack Walder, the top man for West Wickham. Uh, he has 16 in 13. <laughs> Jamie, this is gonna be um a real good game. Hatch and Royals not quite as dominant as perhaps we expected them to be going into division one. They are fighting on all fronts though, with Plumpton Challenge Cup, um County Cup, and this this league. It's a it's a big league as well, an interesting uh, division. What do you think on this one? John has actually backed his club mates to win this one uh, for two. So he's confident on his club mates. He usually doesn't back his own. He usually doesn't back his own teams, but he yeah. has this week four, two. I don't think they're going to have it all their own way. Are they? No, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a really interesting game. That's for me. Um, you, you said exactly what I was thinking. Hatch and Royals just have not been as dominant as we thought they would be. But, I mean, you look at the teams they're up against, West Wickham, Sydenham, Royal Southwark. Do you know what I mean? There's good teams in there that are going to really push them in games. Yeah. Um, and different styles as well for them to, to deal with. So, um, although they're sitting in sixth position at the minute, like you say, they games in hand, they get them played and, and come out of them with some positive results, they're right in amongst it. Um, but West right. Wickham... If, if they win their games in hand, they'll be, they're absolutely flying. That'll, that'll be them top by, what, eight, yeah, by, by I, six I don't points. Think, I don't think they'll win them all though. Um, but I think they might just nick a win here. Okay. They're at um, home. Maybe maybe that's yeah. the, the critical part. Well, maybe if you let me get my analysis in, do you know what I mean? Fuck <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, I, uh, listeners, I'm going to go for a, a 2-1 Hatch and Royals win. I think, uh, and it's just amazing to see the club line. They could actually go top by a win. That's mental. But um, yeah, West Wickham, I think, will give them a right good game. Could every chance they're coming away with a win, but I'm just going to back Hatch and Royals to keep it wide open. We're 2-1-1. Just an interesting point. From first to sixth, they're only separated by six points. Uh, West Wickham have played amongst the... Uh, Club Langley have played 12. West Wickham and Sydney have played 11. Looking over their shoulders at uh, Royal Southwark, who have won nine, three points behind top place. Uh, and Hatch and Royals, who are six points behind with four games in hand. 
this is not over by any chance, by any uh, stretch of the yeah. imagination. I mean, uh, first, first FF, it's just one point between each of them. It's, it's really close. Yeah, mad. Um, right, so my prediction, I can't look beyond Don and the boys, um, Hatch and Royals. Um, I don't, I, I'm assuming that Rodney um, is going to be with the first team on Sunday, given their fixture. But does that make any difference at all? I don't think so. Hatch and Royals to win. What did you say, Jamie? 2 1. I'm going to go 3 1 to Hatch and Royals. Um, I know West Wickham, um, they like that home, their home ground. Um, they know how to play their home pitch. I think getting um, Hatch and, Hatch and Royals on their, on their home patch at HSBC. Um, that will suit them down to the ground. So I fancy Hatch and Royals. Uh, good luck to both teams, though. Good, uh, Two good teams for the OBD SFL. The last game, but not least, Jamie, not by Board any buster. stretch. The game of the season so far in the OBD SFL um, title race, uh, without a doubt. These two I've met before. This is um, Essie Dons at home to Hatcham. Uh, down at um, FKG or whatever, Gresham Sports, whatever it's called now, AFC Lewisham, whatever the ground's called now. Um, that might be a uh, that might be a slight level up for Hatcham, who are used to playing on the lush fields of um, HSBC or Beckenham Town, wherever they're playing these days. Uh, the Essie Dons against Hatcham. Essie Dons sit top, flawless so far this season in the league. Nine wins from nine games, twenty-seven points. Can't get any better than that, Jamie. 31 scored, 12 against. Um, so where we've been saying, Jamie, they're not quite as tight at the back. They're still only averaging just over one goal a game um, conceded. Yes. And you think three of them are against Blendon, weren't they? So they'll have a lot of clean sheets elsewhere. Absolutely. Hatcham are second in the division. Just a one point, uh, one draw this season. So two drop, 25 from nine. Uh, 22 goals scored, five five against for Hatcham, absolutely watertight at the back. Uh, five goals conceded in this division is no mean feat. Um, virtually the same goal difference, just the Dons two goals better off um, on the goal difference. Dons three out of three on their form after going three or four games without a win, Jamie. They're now three out of three in their form. Now they've returned back to OBD SFL um, competitions and Hatcham have two uh, wins in their last three. One of those um, three games was a draw, so they are unbeaten in their last three, um, but they did draw against Lambeth All-Stars uh, last time out, I believe. Um, they won't be happy with that. Zach Anser, uh, unsurprisingly, the top man for SE Dons. Uh, 10 goals in 15 games. Um, the Arguably the best striker in Sunday League football. Zach Anser, um, showing that um, even at this level, um, the, the, the players are having to... Um, they're not getting more more goals than games played. Um, it's still a tough, tough ask, even at Sunday League level. Rodney Adaman Aruata, as I said, for Hatcham Royals, he has also he's also the top goal scorer for the Hatcham first team. Eight in ten for him, so not quite um, the same stats as the Division One games he played. Eight in ten isn't bad, Jamie. Um, how do we how do we separate these two? Um, it's very difficult. Um, obviously Hatcham got that 4-3-1 in the Kent Cup didn't they um, yep. down at the same ground obviously they're, they're due to play it this weekend so yep. um, that'll give them a little bit of confidence but it just gives SC Dons a little bit more fuel to add to the fire um, <clears throat> Dons as you said after they went out of all cups didn't they in a row but then they've got some results but against what Farnborough and Blending so um, and they were tight games as well so you don't look too much into that 
Um, yeah. my, I don't know. My, I I think for my you probably go towards Hatcham, wouldn't you? But uh, I've just got a feeling SC Dons are going to nick it. And I think back to when they played Lambeth twice in quick succession last season uh, and got two great wins within a week over them and it really just set them on the way cantering to the title. Um, I don't think it'll be quite the same this time around, this season. I think Hatcham will be with them all the way um, and it'll be between those two who, who wins it. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm, 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 going, I'm thinking one nil either way here. Do you want some time to think? Do you want me to go through John's John's prediction? Let's, let's, hear, let's hear what John says so we can steer clear of that. He's back in stable, mates, to win 3-2. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that often, but mm. um, I called him out. and Initially, he went for a draw, and I said, oh, you try not to upset upset the SE Dons, and he, he said, no, I'm changing it. He went 3-2. Oh, you've two, baited two. him into that. He fucking <laughs> took that outline and sinker. Um, I mean... Any prediction, either way, any draw prediction is not stupid in this. It, it, it could be, it could literally be any result. I think the Dons are going to be bought, buoyed by that battling win against Blendon. Um, obviously, that was all um, blood and and guts and thunder. That game, it looked like a real cracker, um, a brilliant Sunday League game that had everything. Um, that will be that. Will, that shows the Dons' character is pretty is is there. People are writing them off this season as, as it's saying it's a bad season. Um, but that type of performance is going to hold them in good stead for this one. They're going to need all of that again, Jamie. I think I'm going to go for the Dons to win this one 2-1. Yeah, I can, I can see you thinking. I'm now thinking about it, though. Like They admitted themselves on, on that blending video, didn't they, that they're giving away so many cheap goals, whether it be penalties or mistakes. They, yeah, and, I mean, they... And you, and you don't want to do that against Hatcham, who are lethal. And if they do, seems... if they start poorly, then Hatchin will be out of sight within within a, a, a half hour, and, and the game's yeah. dead. Uh, yeah, because Hatchin, they just they don't really concede at all, do they? No. Nope. So oh, this is so difficult. I don't want to go for a draw because that's boring. Um, oh, right, I'm going to stick my neck on the line and go one now, Hatchin. <sighs> One nil hatch, and so we're split. Yeah. We're split. I can in the easily say one nil dons, and it would yeah. not surprise me if they walk away by one nil win. But I'm going to go one nil hatch them. Absolutely. Um, it's, I mean, either way, it's a struggle to predict that one. That's going to be real good if you're not doing anything this weekend. I think, you don't have I think if there's any other games that are off, I think that's exactly where they'll be heading to. Yeah, I should. I should be going there if my if my planned fixture isn't on. I think I'm doing the Sydenham game this weekend. Uh, Sid- Sydney against Club Langley, so that'll be an interesting game. Setting nice view Yeah, um, the juggernaut Sydney Sports calling themselves the juggernaut again. So they're obviously yeah. their tails their tails are up. They uh, have Club- a couple of wins. Duncan hits the Guinness, and then he comes out with a juggernaut comments. <laughs> you, of course, that that was the uh, that's the big game in Div One. Your game in Div Two, Blase Ballers, Jamie beating Chisler six mm. two. Resurgent Chislurst after a crap start, it has to be said. Uh, they're mm-hmm. looking much more like um, the team we expected them to be this season. But the Mariners against Blase Ballers, um, what's the plan for that one? Um, yeah, I'm quietly confident we can get something. Um, yeah, provided we've got that same strength and squad available that we, we had for this week. Um, yeah, we know they're a good team. They've obviously got good goals in the side from all areas. Um 
but on, I think they play down at Mottingham, don't they? So, but definitely yes. difficult surface to play on. It might affect the game. They've obviously a bit more used to it, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll approach it maybe after watching a couple of their videos and see if we learn something and then see how we go on. Three cup games at midweek this week. Uh, get down to watch these games if you can. Um, We'll go against Old Langlands uh, at the moment. That one's not going ahead. That's a sporting club, Thamesmead. Uh, that's due, when, when's the 23rd? That's Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday at, at Sporting Club. Thamesmead, if you can no, get down Thursday, there. Thursday. 23rd. Today's the 20th. So the 23rd is when. Twenty first. Beck and Amanda play Italy West Steels in the Vic Farrow Cup uh, on the same day, and in the Jack Stand and X Blues Craven play Royal Southwark. Um, that one's at HSBC on the twenty fourth at seven o'clock. Have they got floodlights over there somewhere? Uh, don't think so. Most of the main patch at the front squad. Them, I can't remember. Oh, the one round the side. Yeah, some big, some other big games. Just looking through that. Lambeth against Blendon in the Prem Division looks tasty. Uh, Kenningwell against Farnborough. Cam Farnborough uh, put two wins back to back against a against the Kenningwell that hasn't been very consistent. Uh, just look, trying to scan through some of these games. Uh, Manorwood against DC Football. That looks like a good game next week, Jamie. Uh, and uh, Kingsdale taking on SE Ballers of Colts. Bexley Athletic. Uh, the uh, Kamazi take on the wall in the Paul Picard and Kings United uh, welcome Rocker Seniors in the Kent Sunday Premier Cup. Rocker Seniors seen it seemingly playing in every single county cup they can <laughs> this season. Jamie, uh, we wish them all the very best. Absolutely. Jamie, I'll see you next week. Good luck with your game on Sunday and I'll speak to you next week. Cheers. Speak to you later. Tell mate. Bye. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability. So back to the Southern Sunday now with Graham. Plenty of more, plenty more games to talk about now, mate. Uh, next week we have the fixtures um, for the Southern Sunday. It's played on Sunday, the seventh, the twenty seventh of February. Uh, just a note for everyone, Graham won't be here uh, next for next week's recording. Hooray! Everyone <laughs> says hooray! He's going, H- they've got rid of him. Hugo uh, from Sporting Continental will be guest presenter next week. Uh, I expect the ratings to go through the roof. <laughs> I have spoken to Hugo about it. He's, um, I'm, I'm delighted, really. I'm absolutely delighted that he's that he's stepping in. And uh, he has given a bit of an advance notice that obviously if they get a point next week, they win the league. Yes. And um, he's not the biggest drinker, but um, expect him to be a little bit all over the place because I think he might have had a little bit of a tad of alcohol next week. So I look forward to listening to that from wherever I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm sure he's nervous. Steph, he'll be, he's just setting up a nervous sound to his voice because he's stepping into the big shoes of, of Graham. So, Oh, he's... anyone can step. Anyone can do this job. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, if I can do it, anyone can do it. So, Graham and the rest of the lads are actually good at it. I'm just blagging my way through <laughs> all of this. You're just, you're just the man that brings, you just glue it all together. Yeah. 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 We, we, we always need the glue. We do. Right. So, the Southern Sunday fixtures uh, for next week. The games of the week, the, uh, as as chosen by Graham, two cup games and two league games picked because of their interesting 
backstories and stats and all that stuff that we like we love to talk about in this section so the first one is a cup game between kudos athletic and junction elite first two teams playing in the same division the one i meant to I was referring to the kudos who I thought I was talking about, talking about QNT earlier. Um, kudos Athletic currently sitting fourth in their division, Division One um, or League One, sorry, as the guys call it in Southern Sunday. They're twenty. Yeah, we're quite professional like that. Twenty points from fourteen games have kudos. Uh, they've no wins in their last three games though in Southern Sunday competitions. Just the one draw uh, from those three. So. Just one point from three games or one draw from three games. Uh, Tyrell Butler is their top man. 15 goals in 16 games. Good return for the kudos striker. Uh, Junction Elite, we've spoken about their stats quite a bit lately. Uh, They're first in Division 1. League 1, sorry, they have 25 points in nine games. Just um, the three, is that two points dropped? They've drawn one, haven't they? They've drawn one game. They've drawn one game. So two dropped, uh, three points from their last, three wins, sorry, from their last three games. Their last game that they did not win was on the 31st of November, of October against Wimbledon Commoners. Correct. I was going to ask you that one. No, I knew what was coming. (laughs) Uh, Godfrey Watkins Toko is their top man. 12 goals in 11 games. More More goals than games played means he must be a pretty good striker. Graham. Like Mitrovic, really. Well, Greg Mitrovic is playing a league below where he should be, isn't he? So, a bit sharp. All you can do is beat and score what's in front of you, let's be honest. I, I think it's great that Mitrovic is finally having a good season for Fulham because he's been pretty useless up until this season. So, it's Oh, nice I don't to agree see. with that. I don't agree with that. And, of course, he's uh, fired Serbia to the uh, to the uh, World Cup as well, hasn't he? So, uh, he's, he's not all that bad. He's, he's elbowed Serbia into the, into the World Cup. And Fulham into the Premiership. Congratulations. So, <laughs> not yet, not yet. I'm not celebrating just yet. I must say that Ryan from West Norwood is no longer a guest predictor for us. Um, I think commitments have got uh, too much for him, and we have a new uh, guest predictor. It's Dan from Clapham Wanderers, someone who took part in our charity predictions thing and lots of chats and texts behind the scenes about Clapham Wanderers. Seems like a really top guy, and, and I'm super glad uh, to have. Dan as part of our predictions team. He's just going to take over from Ryan's total so far this season. So don't hold him. Um, don't hold him to sort of task on, on what's happened before he's taken over from now. Um, yeah, it should be a good addition to the team, Graham. Oh, yeah. No, he's a good lad, Dan. Good lad. Um, very, very pleased that he's uh, joined the uh, joined the ranks. Um just a bit of a shame that his team are not having a great season, really. But uh, nonetheless, you know, he's still enthusiastic. He's still involved. And um, one thing I would just say, following on from Ryan's departure, is that Desmond will live on because mm-hmm. I'm sure there will be some Desmond predictions. So, Ryan, you will not be forgotten. There'll be one later on in these predictions, Graham. <laughs> I've no doubt about it. Right. So, kudos Athletic against Junction Elite. We've gone through the stats. Um, Hugo has gone for a 3-1. Junction Elite um, win. It's hard to it's hard to not see a Junction Elite win. It has to be said, uh, given their season. Uh, Dan's prediction was kudos to win two one, which is um, a bit left field for his first in his introduction. Into he's the off prediction. the fence already. I like he's that. Left. He's off the fence. Good justification for that was that it, that they're the best team that uh, Clapham 
Wanderers have ever played. He played him in pre-season, I think, and got yeah. mauled. Yeah, they got battered. But he says kudos to the best team that they've ever played. And um, I mean, you can only... That, he has, his reasons are his reasons. He's gone for 3-1 kudos. Uh, as I say, Hugo, 3-1 Junction Lee. I'm going to go oh, 3-1. 3-1 to uh, a 2-1 junction elite sorry go a bit tighter than that cup game uh, expect kudos to make a good account of themselves um as they usually do that should be a real good game what cup was that one graham that one's in the uh ken bailey that one ken bailey. so again final. yeah so that's you know you've got Celeste obviously into one of the um semi-finals uh as well i think my thinking around this was the league game was 3-2 it was quite close in favor of elite Kudos league form has, you know, petered away since Christmas and they're kind of out of the promotion picture. I think this game now is one of them literally games where all of the eggs are going to go in one basket. And I think yeah. they might just go all out for it because they have got nothing to lose. It's SHIT or bust, I think, for them. I think so. Cup football, form goes out the window. Yeah, I think this will be a really, really interesting one. Fantastic game, this one. The next game is another cup game. This is the D the Dylan Rigobert Trophy quarterfinal. Uh, St. Andrews playing Deportivo, Lacalruña. Um, just some stats behind this. Uh, St. Andrews in Division 10, uh, League 10. Sorry, Graham. Uh, Deportivo, Lacalruña in League 9. St. Andrews sits second. They've only played nine games, but flawless so far this season. Uh, 27 points. Um, Deportivo are second in, division, in League 9. They have 24 points from 11 games. Um, St. Andrew's flawless in their last three. No losses um, at all <laughs> so far this season. Uh, and they've scored 53 goals in their um, Southern Sunday uh, exploits so far this season. Crazy stats for them. Uh, Deportivo are two wins from their last three. and But they've scored 12 goals in their last three games, Graham. So Deportivo really on fire at the moment, probably playing uh, St. Andrews at the right time. They're, they're scoring goals for fun. Taylor Hogan is St. Andrews' um, top man. 18 goals so far this season in Southern Sunday competitions with 12. Uh, he's done that in 12 games. Uh, Scott Fisher, Deportivo La Calruña's top man. 13 goals for him in eight games. Um St. Andrews, Graham, have had it mostly all of their own way. Well, they've had it all their own way this season. No losses at all yet. Um, they've won the games on penalties, but generally I think the, everything's gone their own way. It's a mad season for them. Really, really comfortable year. Um, had, I mean, it, it doesn't need much of a talk up, but what was the thought process behind this for Game of the Week? So essentially the teams that we got in League 9 and League 10 were sort of all brand new teams. So they were all just chucked in there. I think what I quite like about this fixture is that St. Andrews are going to come up against a team who are used to winning. Deportivo, I don't think you mentioned it, but they've actually scored more goals than St. Andrews. They've scored 56 um, okay. in their 11, so they played two more. So it's going to be a team that's used to scoring goals and winning against a team that's used to scoring goals and winning, which I think yep. is a really interesting contrast. Obviously, you know, they're two new teams in two different divisions. So it's going to give us a bit of an understanding around what the difference is in terms of the level of nine kind of versus 10. Um, I think that's I think that's good. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's got all the makings of a classic cup tie. And, and will 
will this be the game that St Andrews, you know, come up against a team, as I say, that's used to winning? I think they scored possibly seven and then six in, in recent weeks. So, you know, they're on form. They're on form. They'll be confident. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cup game. Anything can happen. Shocks can happen. Upsets can happen. Could go to penalties. They could lose on penalties. Who knows? Dan and Hugo certainly split yeah, on their predictions. I'm not surprised. Uh, Hugo going for a big St. Andrews win. 4-1. I can't Ooh. see 4-1. No, 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 no. No. Uh, Dan going with a 3-1 to the Cows, who he says will move oh, no. to the final. Do you know what? He can stay with bad puns like yeah, that. He's, well, he's amongst, he, he's amongst friends, isn't he? he yeah, absolutely. I mean, you and I couldn't do any better than that, could we? Let's be honest. No, that, I mean, yeah. It's, Dan, welcome to the team, as, as I said. <laughs> uh, um, who do I think on this one? God, in 90 minutes, it could be a draw, couldn't it? It could be a big yeah, draw, this one. Yeah, that's. It looks like it's going to be goals. I'm going to go three all in 90 yeah, minutes. And I can see that. This, expect this to go to pens. I Let's can see that. That's me sitting on the fence, but you know, both teams scoring loads of goals, um, and uh, yeah, pens for this one for me. So three all. That's a interesting game. That one. Good luck to uh, the referee on that one. That will be a fantastic game. Uh, the next one in League Two, um, two teams coming together. Uh, we recently played each other. And and the, the result of this was a draw. Um, so we'll see what lessons have been learned for this one. Wimbledon Wolves welcome AFC South London. What um, a game. What a game in League Two. Uh, the chasing pack uh, behind um, Selhurst in League Two. Uh, this is going to be fireworks, this one. Wimbledon Wolves currently second, 27 points from 13. AFC South London third with 26 from 13 games. Just a one point different between two teams. Fantastic. Um, their form is identical. They've both won two of their last three. And one of those three was a draw against each other. So unbeaten in the last three. Um, I didn't look any further than that. The Wimbledon Wolves probably stretches a bit further than that. Uh, Rory Brown is Wimbledon Wolves' top man. 20 goals in 10 games. Rory's on fire. Your defence is terrified, we hear him no, singing. No, 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 no. That's what we sing at Craven Cottage. No, they, no one else can steal that. Uh, and Matt Cooper is the AFC South London uh top man 21 goals in 16 so matt so identical um goal scores are almost um their form is identical over the last um period um one point difference in the league graham um is it going to be a draw well um so just going back wimbledon wolves actually haven't lost in the league since the 12th of september Christ. they lost two out of their first three games have they played? Have they played Sellers yet? Wimbledon Wolves. Yeah, they actually, funny enough, played them first game of the season, and Sellers won seven three. Well, what a turnaround since then! They, their heads could have gone down, um, but they've come out. They've come out howling since then, and they've taken the division by storm. Um, well, I mean, it could have. They could have gone to the dogs, couldn't they? Let's they be honest. Done, I mean, it, the they could have done <clears throat> wolves, wolves and dogs. Yeah, it sort of works. It does. It was as bad as Dan's. So it's, <laughs> as I say, we're all in good company. Um, well, he's come up with another one in a minute. So Hugh, <laughs> Hugo has backed South London to win 3-1, which is good, which is interesting. Again, there's no silly, there's no silly predictions for this either way. I agree. Uh, Dan's saying that the Wolves to hunt down a tight 2-0 win. Oh, okay. His other one was better, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. 
So he got after such a great start and it's gone downhill very quickly. Yeah, that is the Selk way. Well, well um, I know. I, I've been I've been living and breathing it for the last three months, so you're definitely right about that. Uh, so 2-0 Wolves for Dan. Oh, God, this is really, this is really tough to call this one. So everything says Desmond, doesn't it? <laughs> but they've had a draw they've had a draw already so one of the one of the teams will go for it who will it be I'm going to back the Wolves I'm going to back the Wolves to win 2-1 I think it's going to be a very tight game but I'm going to back Wolves to win 2-1 I think the only thing that I would say on it is they've got more firepower they seem to be banging in the goals um, a lot more readily than than uh, South London I think that might be the um, I think that might be the difference but you know Wolves concede a few more so yeah, it, it's a great sitting on the fence. I think the uh, the team to watch here, I think, is Real Dundonald. So they've got a cup game next week. They'll be sitting back. They'd love those two to fight out a draw or play out a draw. Um, and what's going to be really interesting is the following week, Real Dundonald then play AFC South London. Oh, so yes. South London have got two very difficult games back to back. Who's the Who's the fixture secretary? I've no idea who the geezer is. I've no <laughs> idea who he is. If they get, if you offered South London. Out of Wolves and Dundonald in the next two games, you offered them four points. I think they take them. I think that would be a good return. I think so too. What a great game uh, and a great couple of weeks for League Two. It's really going to take shape. Uh, and the, these candidates for promotion really uh, setting themselves uh, ahead of each other in, in exciting times even. Uh, so the next game is um, the last game, should I say, in League Six. Uh, UBL, CFC, Old Boys, um, really caught the eye since we've been covering the podcast. Uh, really seemed like a good outfit. Uh, play London Ravens B uh, in League Six. UBLC F- UBLCFC sits sixth with 14 games from eight. Um, London Ravens B are second uh, with 21 points from 12 games. Uh, interestingly, UBLCFC have only won one of their last three. Uh, London Ravens B haven't won any of their last three. Mm, They have got a draw in there, but their last win, London Ravens B, was a month ago, the 16th of January. So in bad form for a team sitting in second place, they'll want to start, they'll want to arrest this sort of slump that's happening, Graham. Freddie Campbell is UBL CFC's top marksman with eight goals in 10 games. And Josh Anderson has 13 in 12. Yeah, it's an interesting thing to see that form. We see London Ravens B sitting second in the table and if you just take that on face value, you think it's all yeah. it's all um, lovely for Ravens, but that's a bad run of form. No wins in a month. No, and the previous game between the two teams, UBLFC, ran out emphatic 5-0 winners. 5-0. Um, again, this is a bit similar to the uh, one of the previous games we were talking about, you know, in relation to kudos there. It might be eggs in one basket. You know, they've got games in hand, UBLFC, four games in hand on Ravens. They have to win this game, I think, really. I think they have to win it. Um, it is difficult, you know, from their perspective, being sort of four games behind. Uh, I'd rather have the points on the board than the games in hand. Um, UBLFC been a bit unfortunate. They've been knocked out of the two cup competitions. So I think they'll I think they'll go for this now. Um, sort of 16-game uh, division. They're halfway through. I think that, you know, their season starts now, doesn't it? They can almost forget what's gone on yeah. before now. Draw a line under it. It's just like sort of eight cup finals and London Ravens B is the first one. Uh, Poplar Rovers and, and London Ravens B, I think, will certainly be hoping for a UBLFC win. So, yeah, 
good luck on the predictions. What have we got for this one? Uh, Hugo back in a Desmond on this one in tribute Ooh. to the man himself. Um, and Dan going for a soaring 3-1 win for the Ravens. I think that was a biased prediction though, wasn't it? He's sort of showing his love and affiliation for the uh, Ravens, is he? Yeah, but he's saying soaring win. So another pun. Yeah, 3-1 win to London Ravens B. I mean, a win has to come sooner rather than later for London Ravens. They can't London Ravens B, should I say? They can't. They can't keep. They can't keep this bad run of form up. Second in the league, obviously, they've got something about them. I think this week is the week that it will change for London Ravens B, and I'm going to back the boys to win uh, myself. Uh, I don't think. Andrew, you've not fancied them all season. You've not fancied Ravens B all season. I've been talking them up a little bit, yeah. and you've not fancied them. What's changed your mind now? I just think they're second in the league. They've had a bad month. It has to become a good month. It has to become a, they have to get a good result again, eventually. And uh, I just think it looks like in Josh Anderson, they've got the top, they've got a, the top striker out of the, out of the best striker, obviously out of the two teams. Uh, he's 13 goals. Uh, he's better than Freddie Campbell's with eight. Um, I just think they have to get it. Eventually a win will come and, They'll know that UBLC, UBLC FC have been on a good run of form, really. Um, not setting the world alight, but with these games in hand, obviously they'll be back. Um, they'll be above um, London Ravens, so they won't want that to happen. Um, I'm going to go London Ravens B, but I think they'll win 3-2. Let's go with 3-2. Yeah. It's going to be a tight one. So that's all of our fixtures, our games of the week. Graham, looking through... The extended list. Let's pick out um, two or three games, in your opinion, where we're going to have um, some fireworks next Sunday. While whilst you're away sowing yourself, <laughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, let's start in the um, let's start a couple of games in the Prem. Why not? Let's uh, start at the top. Um, interesting games there with uh, Swag against Albion. Swag, we're desperate for them to get some games in again. Another postponement today. Obviously, you've got London Cup semi final. Uh, they've got domestic cups as well. Uh, desperate for them to play. Albion, you know, will need the points in that game. Um, so fingers crossed we can get that on in Dulwich. And that Wimbledon Town Putney game is going to be interesting. I did the Frank Blunston game of which Wimbledon scored in the 90th minute to win it 2-1. Yep. Um, and Putney quite recently um, beat them 4-1. So um, one win for each team uh, there. So uh, Putney, obviously to the top of the table. They will want to keep keep the uh, other teams under pressure. So that's an interesting one. That game in League One towards the bottom, uh, London Hibernian. As I say, games are running out for them. They're playing Putney Paces. They've got a chance, really. That's a real week. good game, that one. Yeah, if, if they win, they've got a game in hand over Putney Paces and they win that. All of a sudden, they're out of the bottom two and Putney Paces are back kind of in the, in the relegation muck, essentially. So I think that could be... Um, that could be quite a difficult one. Uh, other games. Top deck, Magpie recruitment catching your eye? Well, top deck, we've said it, haven't we, before? They're that sort of team that can nick a point or nick a draw. Um, that's not going to be easy for Magpie. So if they thought today was uh, difficult against Mortlake, I think they'll probably have a more difficult game uh, next week against top deck, who are sitting you know, quite nicely in the middle of the table. And actually, if they put a run together, you know, they've got seven games to play. If they put a run together... Why not? They could push uh, up the way for, for second place. Why not? A um, couple of interesting cup games, though, uh, this weekend as well. 
Yep, looking Dara FC yeah. against Merton Athletic. That was the first one that's jumped yeah, out. Yeah, that is that's a that's a that's a physical battle if ever I've seen one. That's going to be um, I say no love lost. I think that's two very very physical teams that are, are not afraid to to put it about and get in your face. So I think um, yeah, <laughs> there's going to be um, there's going to be fireworks on that one. They're going to they're going to fight for every ball and every tackle. I think which is going to be great. And the other one in the um, Celt podcast, Graham Robber Shield, Andrew, is the Poplar Rovers Newlands game. Yep. Um, Poplar Rovers, you know, their, their league form uh, this season, you know, uh, formidable, really. Um, great, great side. Should we really call them AFC Haravi Rovers? <laughs> well, if they turn up, <laughs> Poplar Rovers win. I mean, that that really is the, the, the tale of the story, isn't it? But uh, we know Newlands this year you know, sort of nearly getting to the County Cup quarterfinals. Um, you know, they beat the defending champions, Painters, in the first round. Um, you know, they've dispatched both in the Lipton and in the Shield. They've dispatched some really, really good sides. Um, and they seem to be much more of a cup team than a league team. So, you know, difficult game for Poplar Rovers, that. And I looked at that one as possibly throwing that one in there for Team of the Week. But, you know, we've had Poplar in there a couple of times. So uh, I, I wanted to give others a chance. But I'd be... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if either team came up with a win there, to be honest. That's a that's a close one to call. Some really, really good cup games. All of the cups seemingly getting towards the quarters or the semi-final stage now. Um, so we really are in a business end. My favourite time of the year uh, when you see the, the semi-finals. I love a semi-final personally. Oh, they're um, better than finals. I mean, yeah, you know, you are. talk about that. I mean, from a referee's perspective, Andrew, you'll know. Referee in finals to referee in semi-finals. Semi-finals are much harder to referee than finals. Um, yeah. You know, at the semi-final, the, the losing team, they're not going to get that guaranteed medal, are they? They're not going to get that guaranteed day out with their friends and their family. No. I think once you get to the final, I know it's difficult to say to try and enjoy it, but even if you don't win, you know, a lot of our teams have said afterwards, we didn't get the win, but actually, do you know what? We had a memorable day. We had a fantastic day. Our friends were there. Our family were there. And actually, if you lose, it gives you the motivation to want to go and do it and experience it again, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, exciting times in the Southern Sunday. Graham, uh, I won't speak to you next week. No, um, you won't. <laughs> but you'll hear us uh, and you'll be uh, you'll be missed next week. But I'm sure Hugo, uh, back in the Silk, back behind the Silk Grassroots um, podcast microphone, We'll do a sterling job. Enjoy your break, uh, however brief it may be. Uh, and I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks' time. Really looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers, mate. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability. So back with Roger uh, for the quarter Municipal Games of the Week. We'll get through our four usual games as predicted by myself. Roger and Russell is back um, and then we'll run quickly run through the fixtures and just pull out a few of the games on the main list of fixtures that catch the eye. Roger, are you yep. ready? Uh, yes, I was going to say born ready, but I probably wasn't. But yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first game up this week is Woodside against Sanderstead JFC, um, yep. a Division 1 game, Rog. Uh, Woodside are second now in the division. Uh, yep. They have picked up some kind of uh, pace and momentum after their poor start. They're 20 points uh, for the good after 13 games. They have one win in three. Uh, and one of there is a walkover uh, also amongst them, but um, yep. not, not one of the wins is a walkover. Um, Roden 
uh, as we've been saying all season, seems to be Woodside's main man. Very uh, good he, player. He has 15 goals in 13 games. Yeah. Um, more games. More goals scored than games played is a mm-hmm. sign of a top striker. Sign us at JFC. They're third. They have 20 points from 10 games. So they're three games less than Woodside. Looking very much like um, MMFC's main um, rivals this season. Uh, Sanderson JFC can't afford to lose any more games. It must be said they they're two, they're two from three. Um, so two wins in their last three. There's also a draw in there, so unbeaten over their last three games. Uh, D Simpson is Sanderson JFC's top man. Eleven goals in fifteen games. Well, this is going to be tight. Um, Sanders did are on the same points as Woodside um, after with three games less. Um, yep. Does that does that make Sanders the favourites? Uh, I'd say slight favourites. Although, I, 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 having played Woodside a couple of times this season, I know when they, when when they've got a full team there, uh, um, they are a good team, and they have got they've got a couple of very good players. Uh, their top goal scorer, Roden, I think he actually plays on on their on the right wing. He's Oh God, but he's a he's a, he's a very technically technically very good, very skillful. Um, can go inside or outside of his man. So, and and as as we've seen, he's got an eye for a goal. So, yeah, they've got some good players, uh, and I think I think they're going to give Sunderland a really good game Sunday. I think this could be a really good game. Um, Russell think, is backing his boys to win two one. Yeah, Sunderland need to win. Um, need to win. Need to win to keep the pressure on MFC. Oh. I've got a funny feeling they might slip up Sunday. If I'm honest, I think I think Woodside will fancy themselves with this one. I think they'll they'll be up for it. I've got a funny feeling they're going to nick it. Um, I'm going to say three uh, three two to Woodside. Three two Woodside. Uh, home advantage does it make any difference on a Sunday morning? I don't think so. Um, I'm going to go with Sinistead, uh to win. Uh, I'm going to go three-two. Sanders did to win it. Um, this will be a real good game. I just got him. I've just got in the back of my mind your big win against Woodside. Clearly, um, they're a team whose form has improved. Um, yep. They returned the favour, beating you yep. handsomely um, the week after. So obviously, there's a bit of inconsistencies there. Um, mm-hmm. Can they? They've, they've turned up in big games in the cup. So uh, yep. They'll be up for this against Sinistead JFC. Everyone seems to be up for it against any team with Sinistead in their name. Yep. <laughs> I've talked up for them, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm going to back the Sinistead boys. Uh, I'm going to go 3-2. I said 3-2, didn't I? Let's go it with is. that. Uh, next one in the league is Croydon United. Uh, after taking a paste in this week against Albo. Um, United, their next game is against FC 25. Croydon are seventh in Div 3. Uh, 12 points from 15 games. Not a fantastic return for them, but um, they've improved from being the whipping boys and potential uh, bottom of the table. They've returned some good results this season. Um, FC 25 are sick with 20 points from 13 games played. So much better off. Only one place Mm -hmm. higher in the league table than Quirden United, showing how dominant that top four has been in in D3 this season. Quirden United's form is one win in their last three games. FC 25 have won two of their last three in all competitions. Uh, Boykov is Croydon's top man, 10 goals in 17 games. A good return for a team who has struggled probably for 14 of those 17 games he's played. So a good return, clearly a good striker. Um, FC 25 blessed with lots of goals 
Um, Baus is their top man, 19 in 18 games. Also constant for FC 25. I thought important to notice, uh, to note 15 goals in 12 for him as well. So um, FC 25 goals from everywhere. Still only sixth. Yep. Still mm. only sixth in the table though, Roger. Pointing maybe at a leaky defence. Um, yep. ca- can we look beyond FC 25 for this one? Uh, I, th- I think Croydon will, I think they'll fancy their chances, if I'm honest. Um, and I, at the start of the season, they, they were the whipping boys, but they, they seem to turn a corner and they've picked up some results along the way. Um, notice that more notably about against Addington United in the International Cup a few weeks back. Yeah. Um, so it shows that, 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 that they can, they can, they can get results. Um, Interestingly enough, Rog, uh, FC yeah. 25, despite all those goals, 50 scored this season in 13 games, um, mm-hmm. 41 against. That is, mm-hmm. that is um, the one, the sixth leakiest defence in the table. So um, despite the goals, they are, they are leaky at the back, perhaps yep. pointing towards why they are, where they are in the table. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you or Russell go first. Russell is back in the FC 25 boys to win 3-1. Yeah. Seems sensible to me. I'm going to go. I'll go four two to FC twenty five. I'm going to say, I'm going to go against the grain. In I'm going to say, Croydon United to nick it. I'm going to say four two to Croydon United. Four two Croydon United. Nice one. Mm. You need to get these points back on um, Russell, didn't you? Yep. You're our, only, you're our only hope now. I've not <laughs> winning it. <laughs> Uh, we have South Sea Wanderers against Sandersted in the Cup. Yes, this, this is a uh, Municipal League Challenge Cup quarter final. Really mm. getting to the business end of this brilliant cup. Now we've been honoured to uh, draw all of the rounds all the way through the cup. So um, yep. this is really exciting for us to see where this one's going. Uh, South Sea Wanderers are third in Div Two, twenty-seven points from twelve games. Much more points dropped this season than last. Um, yep. But the, the Division 2 is a pretty competitive division with the likes of Albo in there as opposition. So, uh, yep. South Sea Wanderers, with lots of football left to play, uh, making a good account of themselves. Sarnas did. They're seventh. That's bottom in the Prem. One point from nine. Um, their troubles and woes have been well documented this season. Um, they're making it, for me, they've made a fantastic um, representation of themselves in the Prem division this season, despite um, struggling. Uh, South Sea mm-hmm. Wanderers, they're two from three. They're last. They're two from three. Uh, they're two wins from their last three. Should I say their last yep. loss was against Kaizen back in the third, back in the third of October. Sea uh, Hart is their top man, thirteen goals in ten games. Sanders did their one win in their last three. Um, that win coming against Woodside on penalties in the cup, mm-hmm. uh, and Lockwood, their top man, nine from eleven. Uh, for him, um, this is the age-old thing, isn't it? Is it going to be the form boys or are the Prem yeah. team, have they got enough quality to get past South Sea Wanderers on Sunday? Oh, I can see a, uh, another upset on the cards here. I think South Sea have proven over the last two seasons that they are a very good team. Um, they've come up against uh, a very competitive couple of sides in Division 2 this year. I still think, I still think they'll have. I still think they'll have enough about them, um, and I get to beat Sanderson. Unfortunately, I think whereas Sanderson, um, you know, the joys of season have come in the cup. 
I think it's going to come a cropper this 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 week. Unfortunately for them, I just see South Sea, you know, being the form side and and riding that crest of wave. I think they'll just have enough to beat Somerset. So I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to say three one to South Sea. Three one South Sea for Roger uh, Russell yep. um, going for a Desmond, but he says he thinks South Sea Wanderers will win it on pens. A Desmond followed by a Pens win for the South Sea Wanderers boys. Um, so to all his suggestion, I think um, South Sea Wanderers are going to win this. Did you say 3-1? I said 3-1, yeah. I'm going to go 2-1 to South Sea Wanderers. Sarnas did on their day. When I've seen them a few times now, I can't believe that they haven't, they've only got one point on the board. Uh, when they do have an 11, 11 players on the pitch, they're a good little team at, at times. Um, so it's a real shame for them. Um, but yeah, uh, I think South Sea Wanderers will will have enough to get the game over the line in normal time. A last one uh, in the cup. This again, a league challenge cup called final Boz Jam. Um, in reasonably good form, they saw yep. off MMFC in the Invitational this week. Um, mm-hmm. They face Kaizen of Division Two. Yep. Um, intriguing game this one. Uh, Bozjam have beaten lower placed opposition as we've just spoken about. They sit fourth in in the Prem at 16 mm-hmm. points from nine games. Kaizen fourth in their division in the second division, um, 18 points from 10. Yeah. Uh, both teams have um two put have two wins from their last three games. Interestingly, Kaizen um have they won all five of their opening fixtures this season, Rog, and then they haven't been able to put back-to-back wins together. They've every every win has been followed by a loss, which has mm-hmm. then been followed by a win. So inconsistent uh, from the Kaizen boys. No draws um, in Quirdham Municipal competitions this season. O Smith for Bosjam is their top man. He has five in four, and E Licker has six in six for Kaizen. Uh, Roger, is this a, is this a game too far for Bosjam, or do you think they're just warming up nicely this season? Um. It's a tough one to call because we saw when Kaizen played Chelsea, uh, I think it was in the last round of, of the League Cup, um, they beat them comfortably. Um, but as you said, Boss Jam seemingly are playing themselves into some form. They're getting wins and, and they've had a couple of good results, very good results recently. So it's a tough one to call this fun because I think if Kaizen can get a good squad out, I think I think they'll they'll give Boss Jam a really good game uh, and they have got the potential to beat them. It's whether they can get whether they can get a full a full strength team out, yeah. Um, I just don't know which side of the fence I'm going to sit on there. Um, <laughs> Do you want the other? Yeah, go on. Russell, I'll let, I'll yeah, I'll let you to go first. Russell has predicted three two to Kaizen. Mm, I'm going to yeah. go three. I'm going to go two one to Bozjam. I think I can't back against them. They'll be buoyed yeah. again by a good win. Uh, they'll want to go again. Uh, they'll they'll be enjoying themselves in this cup. So I I think after the MMFC win. Uh, I think they'll fancy it against um, Kaiser, and I'm going to back the the Prem boys two one. Yeah, I think I'm. Yeah, I think I'm siding more towards Bosch Jam now. I think they probably just have a bit more sort of tactical now, since you know a bit more Sunday League pedigree than Kaiser. I think experience on the day will show, um, especially on a big occasion, Cup quarter final. So I'm going to say a Bosch Jam three two. 3-2 to Boss Jam. Yeah. For Roger. Interestingly, for those stat fans out there, 
Kaizen won their last game. Um, oh, got, yeah, they won their last game 3 0. So their wins are usually followed by a loss. Yeah. All, well, other than the opening days of the season, um, <laughs> <laughs> their wins are all, their losses and wins. Well, they're, sorry, their wins are followed by losses. So if you're superstitious, for all the superstitious people out there, that That's could it, be the yeah. case. Uh, interesting to see what happens. Good luck to all teams in our games of the week. Um, as usual, for our predictions, if we get it bang on, we get five points. If we don't, we only get one. I'm not sure Jamie has done the points yet this season, uh, this week, should I say. He's busy at work today. Um, so, Roger, just scrolling through some of the picks, the fixtures and highlights of the next week's games, along with the games of the week. Uh, some big fixtures in Div 1. Uh, must win for Sahar 11 against Southside Blues. You don't really want three points given to you again if they can't get a team out, do you? No, no, because we, 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 you know, we need, we need to get playing again. Um, you know, we've got, we've, we've, we've got still a lot of games to play. We've got a couple of quarterfinals as well, so we need to, we need to get playing. We need to, you know, get some momentum going, going into two big quarterfinal games coming up. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping that Southside can get a team out. Um, not too good a team, it must be said, because <laughs> <laughs> we've seen on their day they, they're capable of getting results. Um, but yeah, hopefully the game goes ahead and, and, and it should be a, a really good competitive game. Uh, looking down uh, in Division 2, we've got um, goal coaching against Addiscombe Corinthians. That might not go ahead. South London mm-hmm. Royals, Duppers is a mid-table mid, mid against bottom. Uh, mm-hmm. Union Elbow, we expect that to go the, the way of Elbow. But looking at Division 3 again, it throws up at least two fixtures um, that that will be that will have big... Um, that will that will cause big um, issues in the title race. Definitely, uh, we have Surrey Park Rangers taking on South London Royals Reserves, two form yeah. teams. The two form teams now probably in Div Three. Uh, yeah, that, that that should be a really good game. That um, will be an excellent game. Very unlucky to miss out on games of the week, mate. I, I must know, be said. Who picked these games of the week? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, Surrey Park Rangers, as I say, this win, and and then I think it's just. Two two wins it seems and 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 it's job done for yep. uh, Surrey Park Rangers. I haven't worked out the maths exactly, okay. um, but I, I'd say um, two wins and that's it. That's <clears> it. Them done and South London Royals reserves will won't want to lose this and they'll want to. No, keep... and they they've got it with. I think they'll have it within them to to, to get a result at, at Surrey Park Rangers. You know they've been in good form this season. I think they've been unlucky that there's just been a couple of teams that have been in even better form than them. Um, but yeah, that should be a really good game. Um, I expect it to, to be a close close run thing as well. In the Prem Quad in JFC, come back to uh, quarter Municipal Games. They play Addiscombe Casuals. That's a real good game uh, on paper. Yeah. That's a top game. Maybe the league table saying otherwise, but um, two of the better teams in the Prem Division coming together and Spartans need to get a win against Chelsea Athletic. That one would be fireworks. The game before when these two yep. played was a bit feisty. It was mm-hmm. a draw. Um, yep. And Spartans will want three points. They won't. They won't be happy uh, with how they've performed over the last two months. No, and uh, and I think yeah, it's going to be a case of you know I think Spartans going to be like like a wounded a, a wounded a wounded lion. I think they're saying is so. Um, yep. After their you know their disappointing uh, London Cup exit uh, yesterday Sunday, I think they'll they Chelsea may be in for a long Sunday. I think could be a tough day, mate. Hopefully your Sunday next week. Is comfortable a comfortable win? We want to hear um, from the crossed. Sahara Eleven contingents next next yep. week, mate, on at Silk Towers. Hopefully, but have a good yep. week. Hopefully, the weather stays nice uh, and, you get, and you get a game. Fingers crossed, Andrew. Thanks very much. All the best, mate. Cheers, now.
This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability. So, back with Gibbs for the last section of the predictions, the games of the week, as chosen by Gibbs. Four good games again, Gibbs. Uh, one late change, I must, I must inform you. The Kingsford against Bexley Eve game changed to Barker against Kingsford. So that's changed That's changed um, the predictions. Mark Dolby has got his predictions in. Um, oh, he's got he them in this week. week off, could he? <laughs> he can afford to. He's well ahead. So the games of the week, the first one this week in the league, New Cross Rovers. It doesn't get any easier for them, Gibbs. They face Metrogas this week after facing Granite and Burridge Blues. They now face Metrogas. Back to league games for um, New Cross Rovers. They need to get these played. New Cross currently sit fifth in the division, six points from three games. So not bad. They've only played three games officially. I know they've had a couple of teams fold in that division, but um, six points from three games is a good return. Uh, no wins in three in their last three games, the, the, the telling bit for New Cross Rovers, in bad form for them. Uh, Kyron Mundell-Smith is their top man with 17 goals in 15 games, a good return for um, their striker. Uh, Metrogas, they are second in the division, but they have 15 points from five games. Uh, Metrogas going well in cups and all sorts, so... Not played many, too many league games themselves either. Um, their three wins from three. Their last loss came on the 28th of November against um, Burridge Blues. I believe that was a cup game on penalties. They lost. So uh, well done to Metro. Because they're in fantastic form. Burridge Blues have fallen in so many teams' sides in Westford. James Dyer. Gibbs is Metro Gas's top man, 15 goals in 11 games. Uh, given given New Cross's recent form, do we hold any hope for him? Uh, it's, it's, it looks very bleak, but sometimes when it looks very bleak, they're the times that you pull the result out of the bag because you all come together. But um, I mean, just going off, off of form, um, you can only see it going one way. I mean, I like Mike and New Cross, and I'd, I'd like them to be able to get a positive result. But at the minute, I just can't. I just can't see it. Um, I just don't think there's anything about Metrogas that looks like they're going to let up anytime soon. And they're run a form, and, and the characters in that team, they're just not going to roll over and let Metric, um, and let New Cross Rovers get anything out of this game, are they? It's going to. They're going to have New Cross are going to have to work for this. Oh, 100 percent. They're going to. Anything they want out of this game, mate, they're going to have to put a shift in. But I can, the way Metric has the scoring goals, but um, defensively sound as well. Um, but it, pain, it pains me to say it for Mike and the lads, but I think Metric has 4-1. Metric has 4-1. Big, big win. On that nice pitch down at um, Thamesmead, that's going to be a nice, a good pitch for this game. 4-1 for Metric has. Mark Dolby going the same way. 4-1 to Metric has. Oh, um, fuck. Right, I'm just going to go 4-1 to Metrogas then. <laughs> Let's all do it. Um, 4-1 to Metrogas across the board in our predictions. That is something for new Cross Rovers manager, Mike Varillo, to play to his players on Sunday morning, Gibbs. Oh, definitely. It's definitely a wake-up call for him and uh, something that needs to pump, uh, like pump him up and get the, bl- uh, the blood flowing. So... Um... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if New Cross came away with something from the game because they do have the players to do it. It's just about getting the players out. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I'd like them to because it'd be good to see Metric S like get tested in the league and um, and see what they're all about if they went behind or if things weren't going their way. Uh, a big game in the Jewish Shield is the next one. Uh, Mildeen in the Prem Division, fourth in the Prem Division, Gibbs seven points from eight games. Uh, they've won two of their last three. Thailand Curtin, their top man, seven goals in 16. Um, they play Footscray Lions Vets, uh, second in Division 6, I want to say. Yep. Division 6, 18 points from seven for them. Uh, three out of three uh, in terms of wins. Three and three wins for them. Second of January was the last loss for Footscray Lions Vets. They've scored 35 goals, Gibbs, in their last five games. Um, Matt Nuck- <laughs> How <laughs> Matt, many, Nuck- Matt Nucky got 48 for the season? Matt Nucky, 34 goals in 17 oh, games. Ridiculous, isn't it? So he's averaging two goals a game at the moment for Footscray Lions Vets. <laughs> um, are we are we looking at an upset in this one potentially? Potentially, yes, but I do believe that Mildy may have the legs and the staying power in the game. And um, they only lost one nil to UTR in their last game. And before that, they had some a couple of good results and uh, things were on the turn for them. So I do believe that this will be a lot closer than probably people think. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I think it'll be... I think it'll be 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. So this one's going to penalties, is it? Yeah, I think penalties. Nice one. So Gibbs going with a 2-2. Two, two. Uh, Mark Dolby back in the Mildeen boys to win 5-2. Um, I can see goals in this one. I think 3-2 Mildeen, but that, this one's going to be a real good game. This is going to be a fantastic game. Uh, lots of... Uh, Footscray are going to be well up for this one. So, yeah, whoever the referee is on the, on this one, let's have a quick look. Mickey Kemp, start. You've got the best one of the best games of the day on Sunday, so enjoy yourself. In this one, the third game of the week is Barker taking on Kingsford. Uh, this one was a change to um, the planned games earlier. Um Earlier in the day, Kingsford, uh, as I say, sorry, Barker, first in the first in the division, division four, division four, um, 20 sec, 22 points from eleven. Kingsford third in the division, nineteen points from eight <coughs> games. Um, so just a no, nothing, uh, three points in it. But Kingsford with loads of games in hand, three games in hand gives they need to start winning these uh, games in hand. Uh, Three from three for Kingsford and none from three for Barker. Their last win in, in the league or in Westford competitions, Gibbs, was in the 12th of December. Oh, so really? They're, yeah, they're on a long, a long losing streak. Uh, Alfie Kerno is Kingsford's top boy. He has 11 in 16. And Dexter Lovely, lovely by name, lovely by nature, 11 goals in 10 games. Yeah, I was shocked to, shocked to see earlier Barker's form. Um, their last win was against um, South London Athletic in the Fred Jolly um, and it was 5-2 to Barker. That's the last time they recorded um, a win on on the pitch. They were awarded a game against Bexley, against Bexley Heath um, a few weeks ago. But actually on the pitch, their last win was against South London Athletic. What do you think on this one, Gibbs? Sorry. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't expect that from Barker, to be fair. Um... And Kingsford are a good young side um, that will take teams to their limits. I think I think Kingsford will win this one. I'll say 3-1. Three, 3-1 one. Three, one Kingsford. Interesting to see that Kingsford are on the same games 
um, and same points as the likes of Inter Belvedere. So where we've, I thought Inter Belvedere was strolling Division Four, um, and they're not. All these games against their rivals are going to be the one that counts. Kingsford having a fantastic year for a very for a very young side. It has to be said. Um, Mark Dolby is back to two all draw in this one, which doesn't seem that silly. Um, I'm going to back the Kingsford boys to win. What did you say, Gibbs? I said 3-1 Kingsford. I'm going to go 3-2 Kingsford. This is going to be a great game. Good luck to both teams. Uh, and the last one, Gibbs, in the cup, uh, the senior the senior team, Blackfell and Erif, taking on Division 3 team, Sharks, Woolwich Royals. Blackfell and Erif, fourth in the senior with 10 points from nine. Woolwich Royals, top of Division 3 with 20 points from nine. Blackfin and Erif have won two of their last three, but their last game was an 11-1 drubbing at the hands of Hatch and Royals. Um, Woolwich Royals have won one of their last three, but there is a draw in there. So they haven't lost. They've, they haven't lost. Uh, they've only lost one of their last three. Uh, Gary Glenn, sorry, Glenn Bannell is Blackfin and Erif's top man with 14 goals in 13 games. And Yavor Christoph, a name we've seen with Woolwich Royals, Woolwich Royals for years. He has 16 in 17 games. Gibbs, I smell an upset in this one. Really? Um, uh, I think, do you know what? I think Black Fenanera will come through this 3-2. Three, two. Three, Woolwich two. Royals are, have, been, have been good, but I know they've, they've only been getting like the bare 11 and stuff like that. And against um, Black Fenanera, who have taken a, quite a heavy defeat yesterday, They'll want to bounce back and um, they'll have a point to prove. So I think I think there'll be goals, but I think um, I do think Blackfen and Eriff will nick it 3-2. Mark Darby back in the Blackfen boys to win 4-2. I think this is going to be 2-0 at full time and I think Woolwich Royals will get this, will win this on penalties. I, I hate saying that because I do like Joe. But yes, the, um, Sunday's defeat against Hatton Royals is going to need a big, a big um a big statement from the Blackfen boys this weekend. And um, it's character of the team, isn't it? Because sometimes results, sometimes results like that can fold a team because they think some players think I ain't getting out of bed for that again. Yeah. Well, so, Black, uh, luckily Blackfen and here, oh. they've been, they've been through all that crap and they've come together and made a success of this merger. Um, but I just think I found a Woolwich Royals on penalties, but I'm good to always the prediction there. Gibbs, you boys, um, your fixtures um, this week. Let's have a look. Let's just have a look at the fixtures. We'll pick you out. Who have you got, Gibbs? We are at home to Bexley Wanderers, top of the league. This is it, isn't it? This this game is is the title decider, really, isn't it? Mate, well, for them, not, not for the underdogs, mate. The underdogs are just, we're happy we survive relegation. There's no title decider for us. No referee on your game as yet? No, no referee as yet. We've, um, we're, mate, we're, where we are is a bonus, you know, so... Anything that we can do to um, to keep hovering around that area, we're, we're, we're doing well. Um, we had no talk of titles in pre-season in the camp and uh, still no talk of any titles now, mate, to be fair. The underdogs are just um, going about their business nicely. Fantastic. That is what we like to hear. Some big games in the uh, throughout West for this week. Northern Eagles take on Burridge Blues. That'll be a fantastic game. Uh, Kingfisher against Albritton Eagles, a big game in Division 2. The Eagles want to come back from that defeat against Inter Belvedere this weekend. Uh, Inter Belvedere, South East Athletic Maroon could be a good game. Uh, the Spring Hill, um, 
Spring Hill Sharks against Junior Red Sports will be another good game. If Chris Elliott stays away, that could be another win. He reserves <laughs> two weeks in a row. Um, some bigger games in Division 7. Uh, Sid Cup taking on Bexley Village Vets. That'll be a good one. Uh, and Royal Oak take on the Battle Cruisers. The pub derby, I like to call that one, Gibbs. Yeah, that is the pub derby, isn't it? Proper, a proper old-fashioned Sunday Sunday league ding-dong. Absolutely. Uh, Spring Hill Blues play this week's guests, um, Greenwich Challenge Vets. Um, that would be a real good game. Looking through some of the cup yeah, fixtures. They was on earlier, the, the Challenge Vets, no? Or are they later on? They're on earlier in, in terms of this recording, Gibbs. Thank you. Ah, okay. So you recorded that bit already? <laughs> yeah, it's all done. Was Phil McCracken talked about? No, we didn't mention McCracken. You didn't mention Phil? No, because the man, their manager was really nice and uh, there's no need to bring up Phil. He hasn't, he's, he's, he's shied away since we brought up the McCracken name. We exposed his surname. <laughs> uh, Sporting Greenwich take on Bosco that'll be a good one Highfield against Elton Palace the winner of that one takes on Peckham Ryan in the next round of that cup um, and yeah some good games in Westford this week Elton Rovers uh, take on Borden Reserves again so that one goes they go again that's in that, the Alliance that's Cup a, that's, a, that's a semi-final isn't it oh is it semi-final and then Shine against Velvet is the other semi-final when the winners play each other obviously Oh, lovely. That's what we'd like to hear. What a great, uh, we'd like to, uh, I think, uh, for me, that's a Velvet, a Velvet Elton Rovers final. That would be a really good game. A Velvet who? Elton Rovers. Oh, okay. That'd be, a, that'd be a real good final, to be fair. I think I think a lot of the finals this year um, will be really good finals. I think the teams that have uh, um, progressed so far in the Cups, I mean, they should make for really good, really good games. It should be. And the Pete Smith, the last game I'm going to shout out under the radar, taking on uh, Crayford Athletic. A big ask for the Crayford boys, but they are a real good bunch and I wish them all the best in that one. Gibbs, let's hope for another win on Sunday against your title rivals. The underdog story continues to live on another week. You're not out of it yet. Until now it's you're my... coming round to that right way of thinking with the dogs. <laughs> Give me a bark. Come on. Give me a bark, we dogs. <laughs> <laughs> until it's mathematically impossible the right keep going mate we're just trying to survive relegation Gibbs mate I'll see you next week in um, Selk Towers hopefully when Eunice or Storm Franklin pisses off and leaves us alone no worries mate take care thank you all the best mate tell her see you mate bye bye this week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play the simple app for next game availability So that is it, the end of another show, episode 25 in the can. Thank you to Jamie, Graham, Roger and Gibbs for their input this week on the show. Uh, Thank you to our guests, uh, Greenwich Challenge Vets. Uh, Thank you to our predictors, uh, John White, um, Dan and Hugo from the Southern Sunday, uh, Russell from the Quarter Municipal and... Um, Mark Dolby from Westfa. Thank you to our sponsors, the Down to Play app, Magpie Recruitment, Balden Sports Youth, Sports King TV, Skipper Sportswear, Grassroots Football, GRF, and Awards FC, uh, and NJPGD, our graphic designers. Thank you to our charity sponsors, NJPGD, Player Packs, Black Eagle Athlete, um, Arithmetic um, Accountants, uh, and RYG sports filming um i can't wait for next week 
um, you'll hear our interview with uh, Surrey Park Rangers from the Croydon Municipal Division 3. Um, have a good week. Hopefully the weather is kind to us and we get some more football to talk about on next week's uh, podcast, episode 26 of the 21-22 season. All the best. See you then. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.